Warning. What follows is a story or a battle? A battle of monsters, madness, and mayhem. My name is Nick. And I'm Zach. Welcome to We're in Fear, a barely educational podcast that aims to enlighten, entertain, and expand joined okay yeah there's blood on the field Mm -hmm. many things have come into this battle and did not make it out yeah we've got a lot of losers here some of them entered as corpses already dead and they did not win two of them actually they became jackets and um what did the other one become uh the ice man Oh, that's right. A snow princess almost fell in love with him. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's what almost happened. Yeah, well. Snuggeraska. Yep. He's dead and not a human. You're a human, kind of. He is a Sasquatch man, maybe. But she almost fell in love. She did, and her heart almost melted. Yep. And, of course, this is the final installment. If it was the Summerton Man instead of the Minnesota Iceman, she might have had problems. Because it's, like, hot? I don't know. Because he's like more of a human? Because he's a human. That's what I was thinking. Well, it, it, instantly when you said that, I was like, yeah, it's like summertime. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, it, calm down. It's the beach. Yeah. But yes, we've been pit- pitting monsters and creatures and gods or saints and things against each other to see who's going to come out on top. Bears. Bears. Computer programs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, various versions of Christmas deities. Yep. They always come out hitting hard. Pterodactyl at one point. Yeah. Uh, But here we are. We're going to get into it. Exactly. And this battle is going to finish tonight. Oh, yeah. And we will have our fourth time. Or fourth year. Yes. Spooky time. Battle Royale champion of the world. And it'll be incredible. Previous winners, of course, to those who forget. But how could you? Season one was Gabriel. Odin Claus, we led it up to the fates. We had to roll a dice. The discussion was so hot. Yeah, it was. Um, and then the year after that was like the ultimate monster, the Cludy. And we nerfed Odin because we said it was the Santa Claus version we of did. Odin. We it did. wasn't the war god Odin. Correct. It was more of a Santa thing. So again, it was Santa Claus Odin mm-hmm. versus the Archangel Gabriel. I mean, yeah. I think then, we can all agree. Who Odin, was year two? Uh, two was the Cludy. Oh yeah, the it had to have been. If the Cludy feels like he happened so far after that, yeah. But like that was the second one. Yeah, and then we had the Black Monk of Pontefract. Yeah, because nothing in that year could just deal with a poltergeist that is really terrifying. Mm-hmm. And then this year we'll find out. So we've already gone through the first round of the Weird Division and the Fear Division. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to go through the Weird Division, then do the Fear Division. Yeah, I think we bounce. I think we well, go back and forth this wanna time. Want to bounce? All right, yeah. we're back to bouncing. Yeah, makes sense. Bounce for this one because the drama this episode. The yeah. drama is here. 
Mm-hmm. All right, so now I have to pull my um, little list I made and pick my pen off the floor that I threw because I was excited um, into our first battle, which is a word that is always a little hard to pronounce. The Mananangal is how we've been saying it. That's what we're sticking with then. Against St. Nicholas, the yep. inspiration for many things. Uh-huh. And perhaps a man who even feeds his own legend. Um, I have concerns here about what happens to them in an angle. Why? Because St. Nicholas has a bad habit of making friends of monsters. Oh. <laughs> so I'm concerned if he's going to look at this thing's talents and be like, I could use one of those. You could scare the shit out of kids. Yeah, this, this fucking kind of freaks me out. The fact that you're just a half torso flying around with your little... What's that called again? Proboscis. Got it. Sucking the blood out of like whatever the fucking, whatever you want to suck the blood out of. Because mm-hmm. the man angle is going to come and say, Nick, wherever this battle may be taking place. It's going to be taking place in Werewolf Springs. All right, again, just outside by some water. Yeah. Real Most sp- of these places are just outside. Literally just outside. <laughs> so, except when it's in a hospital yep. where everything is falling apart. Mm-hmm. And an immortal man may have been arguing with a computer yep. that he helped pay for because he's very wealthy and might own lots of companies. Maybe. That might be part of his lore during this battle. Not saying it is. Just for this battle, though. But we might have been talking about it. We don't know what Count St. Germain's up to. It's true. Um, so from the sky, this half torso wing thing, and St. Nick's like, nah. Right? Because he's going to see a demon and be like, I, don't, I know what this is. We don't need to. Right? I'm assuming St. Nick would just come and be like, oh, this thing isn't normal. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, I think most people would see this thing and go, well, that's not normal. But like most people might be freaked out and scared. I feel St. Nick would just be like, oh, it's one of these things. Well, he's friends with Krampus. Yeah. And all sorts of stuff. <laughs> Perhaps the Mogoyan monster. Perhaps the Mogoyan monster now. And a butcher that he basically, you know, a, a, man, a child-eating butcher. That he recruited into his mists. I mean, who doesn't have one of those in their crew, though? You know? This guy was killing kids. I made him my friend. What the fuck? <laughs> no, he does what I say. What? Do you want to kill kids? No, I just want him to scare them. Yeah, he just scares them. And makes I brought me, those kids. He makes me look good. Right, and I brought those kids back to life, so it's fine. We, it's, we, we made out even. That's how I look at it, says St. Nicholas to his horrified, <laughs> these horrified people. Yeah. As he's explaining why he's just rolling up in a crew full of like monsters, Sasquatch, demons. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So he sees this thing coming out of the sky. Correct. Uh, what's he got as a weapon against something that's up and about? Don't bishops have like a staff or something, like a magic wand? Don't they have those things they carry around? Catholic priests, I believe, do carry magic wands all the time. Because Saint Nick eventually became a bishop. So, With, yeah, like Myra, I think I assume he's Christian, Christian, not Catholic. Um, it'd be, I think it, I, I mean, think, no, it would have been Catholic because at one point, that, Catholic? that's all it was at one point. It was all okay. Catholicism. Also, when I was refreshing up on like St. Nicholas, like in his tomb, like when he was buried or whatever, like magic, like, like sub liquid substance, like came out of it. Out of the tomb? Yeah, like, just like, you know, like how, like, something's, like, bleed or whatever. Yeah. And, like, stuff. Like, there was, like, a, a weird, like, substance. Which I'm like, I don't know why no one's made a movie about St. Nicholas's mysterious substance. <laughs> yeah, what? But, I mean, 
St. Nicholas oozed out of his Something like that. Sarcophagus. Or like ectoplasm or something, if you want to look at it that way. I don't know if that's what the church would call it, but, you know, they're not here right now, so. Yeah. We're so, not going to ask them either. Yeah. Did St. Nicholas have ectoplasm? I think so. I mean, eventually he grows, goes From beyond death. this past minute of discussion, I yeah, think he. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. So, like, as far as, like, weapons go, like, his most powerful weapons are the demons he hangs out with. Who, like, basically, you know, obey his commands. But they're not here right now. I mean, I don't know, it's the power he has to use them. I'm just saying. What, so he's a summoner? It's part of his team. So he's just going to start summoning d- other demons to fight this demon? St. Nicholas might be a demon Pokemon master also. Krampus, I choose you. And he, like, throws a sleigh bell, and, Complete- like, he comes out of the sleigh bell. Maybe. Yeah. Christmas cheer. Out erupts Krampus. And then out erupts this, like, old an man. Ornament. Yeah, an ornament. Yeah, yeah. That's why that's why he's saying it's got that's why bells are a thing because they actually contain the essence of all these monsters that he just collects. And yeah, uh-huh. okay, <laughs> yeah. If he can't summon these monsters, I think he's just gonna he's gonna clock this thing in the face because Saint Nick doesn't care. Okay. He's gonna like punch it, which may work. Because the thing's going to be like, it just punched me? Well, right, because it's just a, a woman's upper body. Yeah, it looks, looks scary. It's scary. It's like demon-y, vampire-y, yeah. wings. Uh, claws? Claws, yeah. Does have claws? I would say, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's half a torso, though, with That's some true. wings. I don't know, what does that weigh? Maybe 100 pounds? It could, yeah. Maybe a little bit more, mm-hmm. depending on the size of the person that yeah, it was. Right. I would say 100 pounds is kind of the heavier side. And the wings, maybe. Yeah, with the wings, I how guess. How giant they are, you know? So I guess if he's just a full-grown man, he could still punch this thing in the face. Yeah. And, but I don't know. It's going to be clawing and ripping. It's, like, it's going to be a battle. Trying to be shooting its proboscis. Yeah, he's going to be dodging it. Because I also proboscis? want you to... Proboscis. Yeah, either way. I also want you to imagine, you know, St. Nicholas as like, you know, I'm not saying he's like a Sam or Dean Winchester type character who's just like a guy fighting things. It's St. Nicholas. You know what I mean? So like he's able to do some of that stuff, take a few hits. He's dressed up in his cool like bishop gear, which may or may not, you know, have some layers to it. Not armor, but like. I don't know he's got like a some stuff a plate carrier under there. Or something. I would say that would make the most sense considering he interacts with demons, I guess, on a regular basis. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just in yeah. case. He's just got like a a Bible as a body armor type thing. Sure. Yeah, that would work. Yeah, just stuffed in like a a vest. Yeah, just in case. So they t- the demons touch him and they're like, oh, yikes! I don't like that. It feels weird. And the fact that he's like a bishop, so like holy of, you know, he can he can carry a canteen on him. Not saying this is a power that St. Nicholas had, but like, holy water. Mm-hmm. I was going to be like, abracadabra. I don't think that's a thing that priests say. Could but be. Holy water, flows in the demon, probably doesn't like it. It may not affect him in an angle, though. That might not be a thing that hurts it. But let's say they're locked in like a big giant brawl. The men in angle in this situation is probably not too far away from like its lower torso, which again, if it's salted, it can't reconnect and it'll die. Mm-hmm. So if Nick is having trouble, you know, he can begin a hunt to try to find this thing. 
to because it's the woods. We can maybe evade it swooping down. Because I don't imagine the wings are going to do it a favor if it's just a torso again trying to go through the woods. That's going to get in the way a little bit. What the wings? Yeah, if it's going like in the trees, you know, like underneath. Well, I guess the how tight the trees are. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I figure they're tight enough where like it's not like a full swoops. Mm-hmm. So Nick might have some cover. Might make it easier for him to dodge swooping yeah. attacks. Right. And maybe he'll even break off a branch and like smack him with it. Okay. Something. Again, mm-hmm. ignoring the fact that he might have just weapons on him. Nothing extravagant, but like, you know. Power of God. Power of God. <laughs> it's not a physical weapon. But you know, punching, kicking. Punching and kicking. Yeah. Again. He could also summon his friends, but let's just say he hasn't quite done that. I still think St. Nick is... He he finds a way as this thing is swooping and clawing to duck for cover. Perhaps he does find the torso, the bottom half, and salts it, because I'm assuming... He's got salt now, too. Come on, right, I mean... Just in case he finds, like... Just, if he wasn't interacting with demons as much, I don't want to be accused of giving St. Nick, like, ultimate powers, but the man was once told that demons were in a tree. He went over to the tree, messed with it, and he destroyed the demons. So, mm-hmm. like... No, that's fair. You know, he's capable of learning on the fly, figuring things out. Mm-hmm. Salt tends to work against these things, so why not have some on you? Plus, it's nice to add to your food mm-hmm. in a pinch. What if he wants to eat a demon? Yeah. Maybe. Join my team or I eat you. It'd be pretty convincing, I guess. I got, I got one more thought, but I want to, before I just, any thoughts on... How you think that would play out toward the end of this confrontation? No, I think that seems pretty good. Uh, I think if we just give him a quarter staff, like a staff, even if it's not a bishop thing, yeah, it gives him some weapon to fend this thing off. And like you said, flying around the trees, he can maybe knock it out because mm-hmm. he has experience with fighting and taming demons. If it weren't for that, I would say it was more of a more in the Menonongles corner. I but, agree. But yeah. I think since he does have experience doing that, I think you got to give him a slight advantage. I concur. And, yeah. And not that, like, St. Nick is becoming, like, another Nick, like a Nicholas Fury. He's building a team. He's just going across the world assembling these creatures. But, like, let's say he salts the Menonongles. He finds it. Mm-hmm. He throws his salt on it. And it's like, whoa, it's going to kill me. He's like, I know. I got a preposition for you. Okay. I like what you're about. You got cool wings. You're scary. You're very scary. Um, I like what you're kind of about, but you're killing people, and I'm not about that. So what if, you know, I wipe off this salt, you reconnect, we work something out, you join me and my crew, and you can scare kids during Christmas time. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. And it's like, oh, okay, maybe I can do that. But I need to drink blood. And he's like, we'll figure it out. Maybe I can get you some blood. I know a guy who turns, like, you know, blood to wine. Maybe we can do some wine to blood action. Yeah. Figure something out. But the point is, you'll get to live if you join my team. And then she's like, all right. So I think that takes the men angle off the battlefield, regardless of how that transpires. Yeah, I'd agree. And St. Nick, the demon hunter, carries forward. All right. That's a good first battle there. Absolutely. 
Uh, we're going down to the fear division now, mm-hmm. where we got a, another. We got the Boobock versus the Devil Monkey. All right. Which is an interesting one. This is a. Uh, I don't know which way this could go. I mean, we're in it now. Yeah. Things are getting tight. One of them gets the third man. Oh my god! If it, if the Boobock gets the support of the third man, odds, Boobock okay. evens. Yeah. Devil Monkey evens. Okay. So the third man's like, oh, I'm, oh you're in trouble. I'm, I'm here to help. What am I helping? <laughs> yeah. Steven is like, oh, my God, you're crazy. But, like, you're in a situation, like a fight for your life. The devil monkey tries to attack the third man. He's like, no, 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 I'm on your team. <sighs> no, no, no. But then, like, the third man is like, he doesn't see, like, what's coming. So he's like, well, if this, this thing's fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. And it, it's in like a fight for its life. What is it fighting? And he sees this carriage <laughs> with a half skeleton man and two cats. He's like, I, oh, why is this my life? Can I go home now? Why do I have to be here? Why do you need any support? I don't want to encourage any of this. No, I, I didn't sign off on. This isn't part of being, this wasn't my third man contract. I was help, help people to inspire them to continue living. And for one, you're not a person. Hot take. Devil monkey might not be a person. <laughs> And two, this thing is bouncing around on its skeleton spine. He's definitely not a person. <laughs> no, at one point, I don't even know. His jacket smells like people. Yeah, some of that some of that skin looks kind of fresh. Weird. He just patched up his jacket, it looks like. It was just recently reassembled. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay, so the devil monkey has the support of the third man. Where might they uh <clears throat> excuse me? They will be doing battle in Yeah. <laughs> No. The hospital. I mean, I'm imagining a a two cat chariot being stuck in a hospital. Parked in like the fire lane at the hospital. Oh, I just imagine like in the hospital going through the hallway. Oh. Just like scary as fuck. The lights are like flickering. It's dark. People are puking. Yeah. There's an immortal man arguing with a laptop in the corner. I just imagine all the ambulances and the fire department and stuff. And then there's a chariot with black cats <laughs> parked next to it. Just sitting, hanging out. Yeah. And that's very well possible. Yeah. Yep. What is going on at this hospital? This hospital is fucked. Yeah. Well, I don't know. This makes this encounter different. Very different. It takes away... A bit of the boo box element. It can, I would say like, so. Yeah, because he's typically t- tries to ambush or like lure people in. Right, he doesn't usually seem to hang out in like buildings. No, <laughs> I think people would probably be like, uh, "What the fuck is that?" It's like that's a dead thing. It's moving. It's slithering around on its spinal column. That is way too long. I mean, that's the. It's why can't. Mental note: Somebody needs to make a movie about the boobock. Yeah, because it's a whole it's a whole story right there. Yep. So he's in the hospital. They're on the hospital. The yeah. third man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Devil monkey is scared because he doesn't belong in this hospital, but he's oh, he's probably attacking everything. Every, yeah, everything is being ripped apart. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because just wildly aggressive. Mm-hmm. Hopping around, yeah. smashing things. Busting through doors. Going throw, through windows. Yeah. Ripping out IVs, eating people. 
tearing mm-hmm. through whatever he can find. Again, if you've seen a horror movie in a hospital, this is what's happening with this devil monkey. It is ripping people apart. Meanwhile, there's a person already ripped apart, and he's not a person. Mm-hmm. He's a supernatural being in a cool jacket and a hat. Slithering around? Just, like, bouncing around. Yeah. So, like, at some point, they catch each other's glance. And perhaps... They, like, pa- in passing, like that meme where they both just kind of stare at each other. Like, what are you doing here? Yeah, what are you doing here? Yeah. So then maybe nothing really connects at that point because... <laughs> What this the skeleton man is just like bouncing around and devil monkeys ripping about people and they realize like oh like eventually you're gonna run out of people and maybe you're gonna come after me mm-hmm. and perhaps the boobock is like I usually just like humans as part of my jacket but, but I, you're a primate I could use a nice winter's coming so you could use like a little fur lining yeah mm-hmm. Keep his old bones warm. I was going to say, if there's one thing a skeleton man's worried about during the winter, it's getting cold. Yeah. Feeling the chills in his bones. Uh-huh. So the boo box like, all right, jerk off. That's what he calls him. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then the devil monkey's just screaming as the third man's trying to like, talk him down. He called you a jerk off. <laughs> yeah. I know like this is unsettling, but I'm here for you. Yeah. And the boobock is like watching the devil monkey like claw at the wall because he's trying to again kill the third man. Mm-hmm. And the third man's like, "This isn't how this works. This relationship doesn't play out this way. Gotta get him." Mm-hmm. And then at some point, the devil monkey shifts his attention, or perhaps the boobock is sick of just like dealing. He know he knows he has to deal with the situation, and he wants his coat, so he like slaps the devil monkey like behind his head or whatever. Mm-hmm. Pisses off the devil monkey. Then imagine they get intertwined in like a confrontation and then they end up like rolling around on the floor, bouncing off the walls maybe of the hospital hallway. Perhaps they stumble into the cafeteria of the hospital and like tables are being flipped and like food is flying everywhere. Lots of blood, people getting caught in the crossfires, the cross claws of their slashing and gnashing. Eventually, there's like puddles of blood. It's a bloody mess. Skeleton man's jacket is covered in blood. He's used to that, but he doesn't like the fact that, you know, he wasn't one that really caused this chaos. He's being attacked by a devil monkey Mm -hmm. who is relentless and trying to rip him apart. So I would pose the question Is the devil monkey able to rip apart the boobock, or is the boobock? more of a supernatural thing so like the physical attacks don't quite hit as hard as they would have if it was a person he's still physical so it's still doing damage but like he's also a skeleton that's like floating around and bouncing around on his spinal cord yeah and I mean he like sews cloth from the soles of people so I think he's uh, gonna be leaning towards a little bit more of the supernatural side I would agree where, like you said, he's still taking damage, but maybe the devil monkey's probably a little shocked at it feels like it's doling out massive attacks and this thing is It's confused. Just kind of reeling a little bit, not uh-huh. decimated. Right. It's annoyed. It's like this isn't fun. Uh-huh. And then the, that's when the devil monkey again starts to feel a little more afraid. And uh-huh. Stephen the third man's like, You got this. This is all you. Slice and dice him. Gives him a little bit of a boost. Yep. Morale so boost. Yeah, it's a little bit of a pressure. The boobox starts to like fall back and stuff. I pull I want to ask a question. Just tell me if it's you think it's 
giving the Boobak too much power? Is he able to like call his cats? I would think we'd be able to bring them to him. Right? But they're attached to a chariot. Right. Could they rip, just rip apart the chariot in like a break glass scenario and like go free to come and help? Or do they just come barreling into the hospital, still attached to the chariot, ready to cause chaos? That's what I think. Okay, good. Like the doors explode. Here they come. Mm-hmm. Ready to go. Everything in their path is just annihilated. They're clawing. They're coming to their master. They're... Going to do everything they can to get to him. Yeah, the chariot might not be making it so well. It's bouncing around, breaking apart. Yeah, it's fucking smashing the hospital even more. Correct. And, like, the chariot could, in fact, like, break apart, and that could separate them from the chariot. That's true. So I like, could see that maybe happening. So they're running towards him. If they're still in the cafeteria, that's not, like, right in the front of a hospital. So they're, like, going toward it, breaking apart, falling. They've got, like, they're dragging parts of the chariot behind them. They've yeah. separated, and they're coming in to see their master, the Bubak, Mr. Bubak being attacked by this creature they've never seen before, but they are cats, and their claws are almost like hands. And You keep telling I me just, that. I just keep saying <laughs> it. I just keep saying it. And uh, they're going to attack this thing, so then it comes like a three-on-one scenario. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the def- devil monkey's outmatched all of a sudden. Yeah. I think maybe he can take down a cat or two. Yeah, he probably deals one like a death blow. Yeah. So it's like, and then like that's like the drama of the scene where like they lose one of their friends, mm-hmm. but then that pisses off the other cat even more because they're buddies. The Ozark Howler. Yeah, the Ozark Howler. Yes, <laughs> can just yes, that's that's. He just starts howling. You're yeah, like, oh. It's just like a. In just the like that. Yeah. yeah. How what? Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think in most stories that is how they describe the Ozark Howler yeah. as a howl being. Yep. When I think howl, that's what I normally think is that noise. Oh. <laughs> um, what is that wicked howling in the woods? <laughs> oh. All right. Uh, cool. Yeah, I, I think the devil monkey gets one of these guys down, one of the cats down. Yeah. Maybe the third man even drives him to take another cat. Maybe not immediately mortally wounded, but hurt. Hurt Ripped. significantly. Yes. And then the boobock makes his move and. Does what he does best. Yeah, just takes his bony, long hands and rakes the back of the devil monkey when he's distracted and shreds him, rips off his fur. Yes. His pelt. Exactly. Kicks kicks the uh, the corpse to the side and sits down and starts adding a nice fur collar to his jacket. He, yeah, he pulls out his, his thread, his needle and thread, and just starts sewing. Mm-hmm. Using the the sole of the devil monkey as oh thread gosh. to sew its pelt to his jacket. And the third man is just like, the third man is now like horrified. And, and the boobock uses his soul too. <laughs> oh my God, he sent, what if, yes, the boobock looks over and the third man realizes that he sees him. It's like, he sees me. So he's like, no, 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 no. Then he uses his energy to draw him in. So then the boobock intertwines the energy and motivation of the third man into his coat, so then he has that power too. Oh, no. That's not good. That's not good. That seems like that happens here, and then it's woven into it, and uh, the boobock moves forward in a in horrific fashion. I feel like everything the boobock does is in horrific fashion. Yeah. Well, he seems like a cool guy. I'm a fan. He's... Uh, yeah, he was born for this. Yeah. Uh, well, we're going to go back to the weird division now. Yeah, what happens up there? You want to tell, tell them do. what we got? 
All right, so there's the Mackenzie Poltergeist. Uh-huh. Um, Poltergeist. Against Ed Wiseman, a man who has killed a grizzly bear, perhaps the last of the Colorado grizzly bears, mm-hmm. and defeated the Glimmer Man, who is a nonviolent predator type creature <laughs> <laughs> who was massacred by a human being. Yeah, and I believe his wife thought he had very nice hands. It's true. And perhaps in the last battle, Ed was, you know, aware of the Glimmer Man because the Glimmer Man was, quote, being a pervert. <laughs> and um, is that quoting me or you? Ah, uh, not me. Oh, all right. <laughs> and then he chased him through the woods and just eventually. Took oh him yeah, up. I remember now. Yeah, all right. <laughs> so that's how Ed defeated the Glimmer Man. Yeah, just a cloaked, nonviolent creature looking at him, getting handsy with his wife. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was a thing that happened. It was, and now he's fighting a, a ghost who haunts a cemetery. But they might not be in a cemetery. No, they might not be. But if they are in a cemetery, I feel that would work in. They're at the beach, <laughs> hanging out with the bloop. This is where Ed was. Okay, so Ed's just living a story with his wife on the beach. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. He just came out of the woods after killing the Glimmer Man. He's covered in, like, whatever the Glimmer Man's blood looks like. His wife is totally pumped about this because all the blood is, like, on his hands. And she's like, oh, I need to clean your hands off. Yeah, go, give me those hands. Yeah. Come here. Lay him on me. He's like, all right. He's like, no, lay him here. Oh, okay. And then that's going on. And then, like, there's like a chill or something. His wife feels somebody else touching her. (laughs) He's like, hey. And then Ed's like. And once again, Ed has to deal with a pervert. (laughs) (laughs) This is a real man. Who's touching my wife? Hey, get out of here. She's my wife. How dare you? Uh. Uh. So, can't see him, though. It's a ghost. <laughs> yep. So, um, he can't see a ghost. No. And the ghost is perhaps a little less handsy and a little more violent toward Ed once he saw the aggression level kick up. Yeah. Or it just keeps touching his wife and he can't attend. It's getting real bad here. So the the ghost changes his direction toward Ed because he feels like he sees like this weird. I'm sure Ed's wife wants out of there as soon as she realizes something else is going on again. Yeah, she gets up and runs away. Uh And Ed's still there and he's like, all right, what do you want? Come get some. And I think the poltergeist is in a bad place here because a poltergeist can typically manipulate things and throw things. But like. What's on this beach? Sand. Sand. My eyes. So he's just pocket sand. He, th- he throws the some. Yeah, time. yeah, yeah. The man who has killed the Glimmer Man in our battles and in real life killed the Grizzly Bear and survived. Oh, this is absurd. This is a ridiculous one. He gets he gets uh, sand in his eyes. Just constantly. Just like ah, oh, it's like a whirlwind of sand. He gets sand in the eyes, scratched. Yeah. Sand in the eyes, scratched. scratched. Yeah, just like ah. Oh. Eventually, like he has to like take a knee because he just falls a little bit. And then, like, he gets shoved. He's being pushed around. I don't remember. I'm pushing and scratching is what this thing's going to yeah. be able to do. But what's Ed going to do to counter it? Ed is good at battling things that he can get his hands on. Yeah. He can't get his hands on a ghost. Right? Yeah. So. I, I don't know. That's why this one's a. 
I don't know. I need. I don't know what weapon Ed can use to defeat this poltergeist. Sand. Are you gonna sand me? I'm gonna sand you. Yeah. And, just, and then his wife is off in the distance, just seeing Ed throw sand at nothing, <laughs> as sand just keeps blowing in his face. Yeah. It looks like he's throwing it, and it's just blowing back in his face. Ah! <laughs> every time. Doing. Uh-huh, every time. <laughs> then he leans over toward, like, where the sand is wet and grabs, like, like you know, clump sand and tries to throw that. That flies back, knocks him in the head, knocks him over. Yeah, like... And, uh... I just don't, like, even if you hit a poltergeist with sand, like, yeah. there's no physical manifestation there. Like, it's not like an invisible person where you can hit... no. You have to, like, purify the area. Like, how else would... You know what I mean? Like, you'd have to find some way to do something. Destroy what's haunted. Get it out of there. Perform some, you know, incantations, maybe. Whatever it takes to get rid of a ghost. Whatever that may be, Ed doesn't have this knowledge. No. Because he's a hunter who knows the woods. He doesn't know ghosts. He's been a woodsman his whole life. He's not a ghostman. A thing you can be. A ghostman? A ghostman, yeah. Hmm. Somebody who knows about ghosts. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. This one's bad, but I feel like... I feel like the poltergeist is going to end up having the best of it. I think it's going to come down again to... We've said it a couple times now this year. The death by a thousand cuts type thing. Yeah. How's Ed going to get away from this? Even if he leaves the beach, and the poltergeist th- is going to follow him. Yeah. Without, because Ed was, is, um, he, I think he has passed away by now, was a real man with a nice set of hands. I would hate to describe him being ripped apart by a ghost because that's where this would lead. So I figure... They just—they're gone. They're off. They leave him and his wife. Run away. They're out. Sure. But if we say how it would probably go, the ghost could drown him. The ghost could rip him apart. Yeah, just keep shoving him into the water. Right. He just can't get up. Eventually, he gets tired. Yeah. So, like, if he's crawling out of the water and he's pushed down, how long does that take? His wife watches him battle this ghost for like seventy-two hours. <laughs> She's like, oh, my God. And then after the 72 hours, he's kind of collapses in the water. And she's like, the camera like zooms in on her. And then it's just like, end scene. <laughs> it's done. That's all you get. Did it kill Ed? Did it just knock him out? Well, either way, he's he down, lost. And he's out of the battle. So this Mackenzie Poltergeist moves on after defeating the man who killed the last grizzly in Colorado. Yep. What do we got next? Um, well, next we have a rake. Not just a rake. The rake. <laughs> just a rake. <laughs> it's a fist of yard tool. Versus a man who's seen many yard tools in his day. He's probably seen the evolution and the invention of the rake. Count St. Germain. Mm-hmm. The immortal man who has his hand in everything and is kind of a renaissance man. Pretty smart. Knows a lot of stuff. Um, yep. immortal being might have his hands in everything. He was wealthy back in the day. I don't assume that would stop. 
I wouldn't think so, unless you make some poor investments, maybe. Right. But. But I mean, he's been around long enough. He's got the capital to cover it. Sure. Even if Count Saint Germain was down on his luck, he seems to be an immortal being that is now battling a rake. Yep. In a place where we're going to find out. Uh, they will be doing battle at the door to hell. Okay, so dramatic, because he's just a man. Mm-hmm. Mortal man. He's a tourist. He was just going to check it out. And then this rake just like, <sighs> like leaps out from behind a hill, perhaps, as there's fire in the background and burning pit. And the rake is like coming at Count St. Germain. What? What? It's coming at him. Oh, okay. Oh, what do you think I said? Something dirty? <laughs> yeah. Is a rake being a pervert? <laughs> this is perverted rake? Uh, he comes out running at him being a disgusting creature and comes out like, what is this thing doing to itself? It's coming toward me. Uh, yeah. So the rake kind of crawls on all fours, even though it's human shaped, long limbed. Yeah. Long teeth, yes. long claws. Yes. Count Saint Germain, dressed like a tourist. Yeah. Is this modern times? I would think so, or at least since the fires and burnings. What's that? Since the seventies? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh. So I'd say modern times. Okay. Tries to strike up a conversation with it since he's. Always been a very charismatic individual. He like wings like, hello, good sir. Yeah. Are you here to enjoy the fire pits? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Curious. They, they yeah. call this the door to hell. Maybe you came from here. Is this your home? Mm-hmm. And the rake. Just no. charges at him. Just keeps running. He's like, okay, I understand. This is a question that I need to, we need to pose, I suppose, for Count St. Germain. Because he's an immortal being, and if he lives in a universe where things like this exist, has he seen or read about these things before? I assume he's probably read about what a rake was from the internet. I mean... I don't know if that's going to help him. I'm just saying he might be aware, that, like, this thing kind of looks like a rake I read about. Well, and, I mean, it's theorized that he's a vampire and all that stuff, too. Right. So, like, he'd be aware of the supernatural. Yes. I would think. That's fair. Even if, cause even if we don't know what degree of a supernatural being he is, yes, he's lived a supernatural life time. Correct. That's easily true. So. And his knowledge and his age and his wisdom is like his selling point. He's seen a bunch of things. He's dealt with things before. He knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. May not be armed great. No, that's my problem. Because like, if we, if he is in fact a vampire, well then all bets are off, and he's gonna he's a vampire, which a rake is not gonna beat a vampire. That's not gonna work out. Right, but he's not really a vampire. I don't know. Right, so it'd be it'd be a shame to just give him, based on, the suspicion of being a vampire, to give him vampiric strength. That feels ill placed. Yeah, I agree. Can't do that. No, so he's just a guy. An old guy, a mortal guy, as a rake is soaring towards him. Does mm-hmm. he like bust out like his phone, like play songs he composed? Does that distract the rake? He's like, hey, have you heard this? And it's a song he composed. Wrote this in the 1500s. Isn't this cool? Were you alive back then? Are you an immortal being? Yeah. I am. Listen to this. And he plays it. And maybe the rake like pauses and like listens to it. 
for like a second or two. Mm-hmm. But the Reich's easily distracted. And it's like, oh, yeah, I want to kill this guy. This is the name of the game here. Mm-hmm. I'm hungry. Yeah, I need to eat this guy. We're going to eat him. So then he runs toward Count St. Germain, who probably has learned. I'm just going to, I don't want to, again, give him more abilities. But to think he never underwent some kind of training for battle, even if it was just the 1500s. The I mean, man may know how to fight. I feel like if you're going to live that punch. long, right? especially you, through those times. Yeah, you can fight. You're tough. you got to be able to protect yourself at least. Right. So. Is, he, is he wearing any any like body armor underneath his clothes, like a Kevlar shirt or something? No, he's just to wearing... To protect his immortality? Wearing sandals with long socks. Hawaiian shirt. Hawaiian shirt. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some sunglasses. <laughs> He's got a big novelty camera around his neck. Yeah, fanny pack. Fanny pack, yeah, full of, you know, whatever he'd keep in there. Yeah. Stuff. Stuff. <laughs> Items. So the rakes come things. after him. The rakes ra- <laughs> come after him and his stuff and things. Yeah. So he gets a few punches in. Yeah, I don't know. Like, then, but, like, I don't know if he's going to choke out a rake. Which... I don't know. I just don't like that sentence. <laughs> Choke out a rake. I mean, he's got to do something. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that does it. I don't know if he's going to fist fight a rake to death. I don't know either. Unless he's, he's smart and he's next to a pit of fire. And as the rake runs at him, mm-hmm. he's like, fuck it. Grabs him, like throws him. Or checks him enough to knock him into the pit of fire. Or just gets into the position to lure him in, to charge him. Like a bull? Mm-hmm. And he ducks aside and pushes him? Yeah. Then the rake falls into the burning pit and just is burned alive. I think that's the only move he has in this situation. And his intellect gives him the ability to analyze his, his, his environment mm-hmm. to take out the rake. Well, and he's a smart guy that's lived through hundreds, if not millennia. Right. You know, years. I think that's a pretty that might probable r- scenario. That might do. From all accounts, like the rake isn't really anything. No. Too intelligent from what we've seen. No, it's just gonna it, run at you. It comes from the woods. It hides behind trees and tries to jump on you. Yeah. No trees to hide behind here. No, just desert and fire. And then Count Saint Germain yeets him into the fire. Makes a few moves, buys his time. Yep. Lures him in, takes the bait, and... Tosses him. Yeah. And the rake's like... Ah. And Count St. Germain's like... Whoa. Made it. Scratch that one off the bucket list. Yep. Done. Kill. <laughs> Killer rake. Done. I knew this would be a good vacation. All right. Well... This battle is not preposterous in any fashion. Dead Moroz, the Russian um, Wizard of Winter, their um, Santa Claus-like character, can turn things to ice, maybe think of him like, you know, Sub-Zero, versus the Slide Rock Bolter, which is a giant graboid monster that erupts from mountains and just kills everything in this path. Yes. Yes, it does. So, um... Don't quite know where they're fighting yet, but it's a wizard man against a giant worm thing that is barreling toward him. I figure he 
could probably get out of its way. Use some sort of ice spell to create a shield or slow it. Correct. I also imagine him as like Iceman from the X-Men making like an ice slide. Just like, wee, Like sliding out. Or make that to direct him. Or Yeah, to yeet. Yeah, to... <laughs> to, to slide rock bolter. Just set him off into space. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so um, where would they... Uh, um, yeah, we need to figure that out. Be battling to see if that scenario is plausible. As Russian Santa attacks a worm monster. At Skinwalker Ranch. Okay, it's the desert. It's a creepy place. I know... Well, this... <laughs> he makes an ice slide and then yeets him through a portal to who knows where, and he's just gone. <laughs> the slider of boulders is out of here. Portal opens. There's some aliens looking through, and he's like, "This is where you're going." And the aliens like, "No!" And this slider rock boulder erupts into their civilization and like wipes it out. And then he's off the battlefield. He's done. Yeah. I mean, right? That's, that seems doable to me. Yeah. I, I just think that's gonna, how it's going to play out. Use the environment to his advantage. Never expected I'd describe a scenario in which Russian Santa sends a giant <laughs> worm monster through a portal that it kills an alien world. But here we are. Yeah. I mean, right? Thoughts? That? Yeah? I mean, I like but, that. <laughs> I, it's, uh, it's an option. It's an option right now. There could be more options, but that is an option. I do think that is a pretty likely option, given that what we've done at Skinwalker Ranch and said... Skinwalker Ranch is capable of. Yes. The Slide Rock Bolter, it slides down cliff faces. I mean, right. and other than that, it's an ambush predator. This guy knows where it's at. Right. Sure. Yeet. <laughs> through the portal. Yeah. Whoop. And then just the aliens looking through. Ah! Mm-hmm. Like, oh no. Shut the portal. It's shut closing. the portal. <laughs> And then if they do shut it, that, that could, like, clip the Slider Rock Bolter in half. Yeah. So, like, half of his worm body is just, like, flopping around. Yeah. By the Dead Morose. Yeah, Dead Morose advances, I, I think. I think that's how that works out. Didn't expect it to be that dramatic. But here we are. All right. Going back to the Fear Division. Oh, yeah. You got the Grafton Monster versus Hell Dogs. Yeah. They'll be doing battle. Uh-huh. In the poor cemetery down the street from us. So maybe haunted. That might help the hell dogs a little bit. Might give them a little bit of a more of an advantage because this is a weird one. It really is because the Grafton monster is very strong, very powerful. Correct. But it's fighting ghost dogs. Right. In a cemetery. Correct. That combo is something else. Mm-hmm. The Hell Dogs and Cemetery Park. I mean, the whole matchup is a, is something else. Mm-hmm. So this is a little this is a little bit of bullshit because Grafton Monster is a hulking monster that can't punch a ghost dog. Mm-hmm. But are the ghost dogs strong enough to like slice him to death? This is the death of a thousand cuts. Is the, are the Hell Dogs going to persevere through the Grafton Monster? Because I mean, this thing's massive, and the Hell Dogs are like dog sized. They're not like giant, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, if you're an angry dog and you die, does your spirit like become a bigger embodiment of that? I mean, like it's not I, just a lab ghost; it like becomes like something a, a little bit beyond that. Like a demonic Labrador? Yeah, like a Labrador Yeah, Labrador Bigger, tougher. 
stronger. Yeah. You're more of an essence because you're not a corporeal beast. Yeah, I I think that's fair. Fair for me to assume. It's not a bad assumption. I think. If you're on this earth and you're a ghost and you're pissed, you've got some oomph behind you. More enough, enough to stick around. Yeah. But the grafted monster is like the Hulk. Mm-hmm. He's a hulking behemoth. Minus the radiation. Correct. Maybe. Well, yeah. The fallout. Sure. You know, they not that that's his origin, but I mean he is a, like a white thing type creature. Yeah. So, um oh my god, what if the grafted monster used to be a man? What if he used to be? I don't know. <laughs> could have been anything, I guess. It could have been anything. What if he was a rabbit? What if he was a caterpillar? Oh my god, can you imagine? The brain of a caterpillar and the body of the crafted monster. And he's just like, I was supposed to be a butterfly. Like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> the insect world is pretty violent. That's true. Oh my god, that's true. <laughs> now I'm imagining, imagining like the grafting monster like making himself a cocoon and erupting into a giant grafted monster with like wings. The Mothman? Basically. Like the, the Mega Mothman. The Mega Mothman. He's 25 feet tall, giant wings. He just bashes through buildings. He's like, bad things are coming, and the bad things are me. Yeah. No! That's my prophecy. Yeah. Bitch. Wow. Grafton Monster. Bitch. He's just aggressive. When he comes out of that cocoon, he's real surly. Yeah. But that's not what's battling a hell dog. <laughs> the cemetery. No. Um, I guess the Grafton monster was just on a, a nice little stroll through the cemetery and sure, it's like, didn't realize anything was there until barking and yeah starts up and he's like, whoa, what the, what's that? I don't got a neck, so I got to turn my whole upper body to look around. His neck is his waist. Is okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I guess one of these things comes up behind him and nips him in the calf. Like, Whoa. And he, you know, moves his hulking body, turns around. There's uh-huh. nothing there again. Nope. Something again hits him in the back of the legs. He, okay. He swats with his hand. Doesn't feel anything. No. He's confused. Distraught. Mm-hmm. Pissed. How many devil dogs are, or hell dogs are there? That's not the die I want to roll. That's be a lot. Um, yeah, just let's let's find out. You want D four or D six? They could both be low or high. You just got a higher. Yeah, let's just do go go big. Go over the D six. Three. That's an adequate hell dogs pack. Mm-hmm. So they're like clawing at him, biting him. Yeah, I mean, I assume they can see each other. Sure, they're on the same. So they're acting like a pack would. Yeah. Hitting him when he's not looking. Yeah. Hitting him from behind. They don't want to take this thing in the front. No. they. Even though, like, they're not corporeal beings, it's still a big scary monster they're fighting. Mm-hmm. And they're still dogs, even if they're labradimons. Yeah. And they're pulling at legs, so there's a chance to maybe trip them a little bit more. Yeah. Just stumble them up. Pull him a little too hard. That one lands a nice solid bite. They might yeah. get him off his feet. Yes. Then the other two can come into play. Start to chew on him. Uh huh. Does that happen though? It's a good question because Grafton Monster is just a giant monster. 
He's a big boy. He's a bruiser, and I feel like I feel like his power levels are higher than a hell dog, but that's just physical strength. These things don't exist. But like the hell dogs aren't like just because they're ghosts doesn't mean they're super fucking powerful. No. But how is he going to fight? How is he going to defend himself against them except like run away? And if you run away, we kind of establish that's a forfeit of a battle. Right. You don't win. Yeah, so. Because they're not like demon dogs. They're ghost dogs. Yeah. They're just ghost dogs. Might be a little bit angrier. Being trapped here. Being abandoned. One part of their lore um, is that what somebody saw when they were in the cave. Um, they saw like a chain connected to the wall of the cave and like a collar like floating in the cave, like trying to come off the wall like the dog was still a ghost chained mm-hmm. to the wall. I'm only introducing that because we've been going under the impression that the hell dogs are free roaming creatures that are ghost dogs. Or they can, we have, you know what I mean? Like they're not just chained to the cemetery. That wouldn't make any sense. But are there maybe like chain collars around, you know, like any object? Do they have collars? Is that how you can see them maybe? You can't. Maybe no. one of them. He sees as a floating ring. And then when it comes close, it bites him. He's like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. Don't know what that does to help him. I'm just trying to add more things to the, the rumble. Yeah, I don't think that does anything to help him other than give him something to swing at more or focus on. And if, that just gives the other ones yeah, more chance to hit him in the back. Because I was thinking if he can grab one of those collars, because he can just probably just whip it and throw it you know, out of the, you know, just whip it away. That could remove a dog if it had a collar. And if they all had haunted collars, then he could just throw them all out of here. I'm not saying they do. I'm just introducing more things to think about. Even if you throw a ghost, though, what does that do? Well, like, if you throw, like, what it's haunted to, perhaps you get far enough out of its radius. Because a ghost, if it's attached, if it's haunting this, like, beer can, like, it can't, like, haunt the entire Earth base. There's, like, a range. There's a radius. It can only haunt so far. Well, I don't think we can do that because then we'd have to have this battle take place in El Dorado Canyon. Fair. I agree. Maybe a collar made its way to the cemetery like a skull made its way to a pond because that was a ghost from a graveyard. It made no sense to battle. Again, not saying that's what's happening. Otherwise, he's got nothing to grab onto. If he can grab onto ghost collars and then throw them, and then they just the ghosts just go away, that is one avenue of victory. Don't know if that's what happened here. I don't know if the ghost dogs haunt around with floating collars all over the place because that would be silly. But nothing else we've talked about is silly. So never talked about anything silly. No. Um. I don't know. I I don't think so. Like. I'm not even saying I like that. I'm just saying it's a thing to think about. If that's what, if we have to find some excuse for these ghosts to come here from El Dorado Canyon, is that how? Is that what put them here? Or they're just ghosts roaming a cemetery? Because I don't, I don't feel like they should be able to defeat the Grafton monster. But if the Grafton monster can't battle ghosts, he's got a problem. Yeah. That's why I'm leaning more towards the hell dogs on this because me too. I don't know how he's going to do it. Um, I guess you could say that they, 
I don't know, because then I would say, okay, sure, we can say that they all got buried here with their haunted collars. There you go. But then it seems kind of odd to have it seems three like dogs buried from... But, I mean, we've done Stranger Things right. with these characters. It's almost like, imagine like the collars, like the chain and the collar being teleported from the canyon and being thrust here. Only because we we had that talk about a skull. and a, That's how a, an octopus could battle a skull. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, uh-huh. that's just why. Um, and if that's the case, there's something to grab onto. And if he's being chased by just a floating collar that bites him, spin it and throw it. I'm not saying... It's super cool or awesome. I'm just. He also you know, might like be just, too slow to grab it, though. He could be. They could be fast. Like dogs are fast. They are. That's true. And he's a giant, twelve foot lumbering beast. That's true. He could probably kill you in one hit, but he has to hit you. Mm-hmm. I know, I, right? I'm kind of. I don't. I don't know if I like how this is playing out, but I feel it has to play out one way. Yeah. I think. The Grafton monster is going to flee. Yeah. They don't Which, kill him, but he gets out of the area because he's getting bitten. Attacked. He's getting hurt enough to the point, and he can't do anything about it. So I think he's going to flee, and therefore forfeit and hell dogs advance. I feel that's true. And it kind of bums me out. It kind of bums me out a little bit, too. The Grafton monster, was a, he was a he's a favorite. heavy hitter. He was one of my favorites. Because I just like the idea of him like punching things and ripping them apart. That appeals to me for some weird reason. Don't ask me why. Yeah, I think that's the biggest upset, I think, so far. I agree. There's no way he would be so scary the hell dogs would flee. No. <laughs> Didn't think so. No. That's tough. Come that up. is tough. That one's uh, that one threw me off a little bit. For Grafty. Yeah, well. He, oh. uh, he made it through three. It's true. He killed some clowns. Or he killed he the cat. He made it through two. He made it to his third battle, which some of these guys don't make it out of their first. So That's true. He killed the clowns. Uh, killed mm-hmm. clowns. He killed the cat. And was beaten by a dog. Uh. <laughs> he pet the cat to death. <laughs> Skull the mush and sat holding his <laughs> body. Yeah. Well, he, he couldn't find a way to the, the road to friendship for these hell dogs was just nothing he could find. Yeah, he couldn't see him. They kept no. hurting him. So he's like, I gotta get out of here. All right, let's go finish off this round of the uh, the weird division. Okay. Where we have Penelope. Yeah. Versus Snegorochka. Feral woman monster creature versus an ice maiden. Match made in heaven. Just the best. Or a match made in... I'm just going to say the woods. I'm tired of saying the Jameson family murders. (laughs) I mean, it's... It seems like we picked that in poor taste. Yeah, it's... um, Yeah. The woods. (laughs) Yeah, the woods. The woods. Um... Just the woods. Both of these creatures are affected by the climate. Penelope was born out of like starvation and winter and feralness, and Snegorachka is an ice maiden. We should roll to see what month it is in these woods. Okay. That may help something in, you know, 
March. So, could be cold. March is cold. March is cold. Doesn't have to be. Doesn't always need to be. Half of March should be cold and half of it should be like springing. Tolerable. Right. Unlike the last time we had a roll for a month. It was just a lie, and there was no hope for winter or cold. Yeah. Um, okay. So, like, Snegaracha is a nice ice maiden. She's early a, 20s like a princess, teens, right? Basically, yeah. She was perhaps created, um, you know, from, like, an ice sculpture. I think it was an ice sculpture. Sure. She was created, you know. She's made of was made of ice because if she falls in love, her heart warms, and she... Or if she jumps over fire, that will melt her. So she's, you know... But she's also got like ice powers. And Penelope was forged by a brutal winter after a car accident and being lost in the woods. Correct. So now I imagine Penelope being like the bane of the situation. Like she was like one was like born in it, but one was like born in it. <laughs> I was something else. And then I became twisted. I got skinny. I got taller. I got claws for hands. I lost most of my sanity. And I just roam around killing things. And scaring people who travel down the road where I became a maniac. Because my husband in the car crash was decapitated. He died. Then I had to forage for food. Uh-huh. Yeah, because didn't she... Didn't She sought refuge in like a toxic waste barrel. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Poor choice. I'm not, that's a do-or-die situation. So like the pro is or like both? the pro is like you didn't die. The con is like you're not you anymore. <laughs> so I guess you did die. Mm-hmm. So anyways, imagine a beautiful lady walking through the woods. Ice princess. And another lady crawl up out of the underbrush yeah, at her claws. Probably already covered in dried blood. Who knows what deer she ate or how this happened. Mm-hmm. And Snuggerotchka's like, "Hello, ma'am." I think I love you. <laughs> Penelope stares. Snuggeratcha's <laughs> heart begins to melt. <laughs> I've been dreaming of you. Yeah. Meanwhile, Penelope is just, ah! <laughs> it's like, ah, you're so beautiful to me. I would just like a friend. Are you my friend? Are you my BFF? What's your name? And he's like, Penny. Oh, okay. All right. Creepy. Yeah, and then, then Penelope attacks. And Sengarach was like, so you don't want to be friends. A little handsy. So then, like, I imagine Penelope, again, ice powers. I just, not that any of the lore said she could throw up, like, an ice shield, but, like, she's an ice princess, so she's got ice shit. I feel it's fair to throw some stuff up there. What else can she do? She's an ice maiden, yeah. right? Uh-huh. When I look up lore, and I'm like, what powers does Sengarachka have? Like, she's an ice maiden. Like, I understand that. But can she, can Sengarachka throw up an ice shield? The Lord doesn't tell me that. She's cold-hearted. Oh, That's she, why you gotta melt her heart. Gotta warm her up. She's like a less grumpy Grinch. His heart got bigger. He had a heart. That was normal. I'm just trying to think of, like, Christmas and hearts. Okay. <laughs> Don't hurt yourself. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so hurt. Oh, good. One of my searches that it remembers was Snuggerashka Powers. Good. We've already looked this up. I don't know if this is like actual lore. This might be from this might be from somebody's something else. Like 
you know, someone using Snegorashka as like a uh, like a character and like perhaps a campaign of some sort. You know what I mean? Sure. But I mean, and that just gives her the powers we're giving her by default. Ice shards, flash freeze, ice to form of our objects. Again, these are just ice spells. Who isn't familiar with ice spells? And she's got a badass winter staff in this picture I'm looking at. We'll give her that. And a giant cr- ice crown. Yeah, she totally has that. Let's give her her ice staff and let's maybe just give her like some basic ice spells. That sounds reasonable. Right? If her if she's the granddaughter of like the wizard of winter, that seems fair. She doesn't have to be like an ice god is, mm-hmm. but like, you know, throw some freeze some stuff. Throw some stuff. You know what Penelope hates? What does she hate? Being frozen. <laughs> she gets hit with one ice spell and she loses her fucking mind. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Whatever was left is gone. The little bit of sanity that was still the there end. is like, uh-uh. So then she's even more ferocious. Her killer instinct that she developed when she was roaming the woods eating berries and whatever and birds and hiding in nuclear waste drums of whatever kind. Mm-hmm. This is it's done. So she's here. She snapped. Yeah. Whatever humanity was left. She's a full-fledged done. monster. Mm-hmm. Whatever humanity she had, like you said, out the window, frozen. And so the ice princess is like, oh, shit. <laughs> This isn't good. Then just use the staff. So now there's like a claw and staff combat. And Snegorashka's like, you know, skilled with her staff. Mm-hmm. So she's like spinning it, you know. Yep. Keeping Penelope at bay as he's slashing and, you know, attacking and cutting and biting. And they're in the woods in March. And they're woods in March, which is just like kind of like Snegorashka's environment. But Penelope's like, she might hate being frozen and cold, but she was born in it. So, like, she's just used to suffering. Yeah. So, I think it comes down to does Snegorashka get, like, in some good hits to knock out Penelope? Or does Penelope, like, overpower Snegorashka and, like, devour the ice princess in the woods? Well, I don't know. Like, so we have to think how how combat-oriented is this ice princess? Does she encounter this often, or is she normally just, you know, got a, I mean, a detail of bodyguards? Or I'm not an expert. In Russia, but it's like a... That's a surprise to me. I know. I knew you'd be stunned along with anyone else listening. Yeah. It could be a tough place, especially when she came of age. Again, she was made of snow and given life and then had to grow up being a little different. Sure. So, like, you know, maybe she had been bullied or just tough Russian life, hardened her. You know, she's strong. She's tough. I'm not going to say Snegorashka likes her vodka, but she very well might. I'm not saying she has any on her right now, and I need a fucking drink. I'm fighting a monster. I'm not saying she does take a swig of her vodka. I'm not saying it gives her any powers, but maybe she takes a drink. Okay. And she's like spinning her staff. She's like fucking pounds it, and mm-hmm. then maybe bashes it, whatever. If she had a bottle or whatever over a snagger of or Penelope's head. Again, Penelope doesn't seem to be phased by it. She doesn't like it, but she doesn't like anything. Penelope seems like one of those things where. It's going to ignore all the pain and just try to Correct. accomplish its goals. So you've got to just like, you've you got to kill her. You have to finish it. Like, 
you can hit it in the head with a bottle. You can hit it in the head with your staff, yeah. and it might knock its head to the side, but it's immediately back on the attack. All right. Because she's no longer human. No. She's all, beyond human. All monster. Correct. So Penelope is racing and fighting. And again, maybe she got pushed back, then she races back towards Snagarashka. Snagarashka has her staff. Penelope opens her mouth to bite. What if Snagarashka like, shoves her staff into her mouth? Doesn't go through her skull or kill her, but then she uses that to kind of like pull her to the ground a little bit mm-hmm. and then starts like, using her ice powers to like freeze the staff and sends the ice like, into her head. And she's trying to like freeze Penelope's skull as the rest of her body is like not frozen, but like screaming and like cutting and trying to... This might even be slashing Snagarashka, like cutting up her legs and stuff. As she's trying to pin her down with as much strength as she can, the ice may be giving her some power. Mm-hmm. Maybe even the back of Penelope's head starts to like freeze to the ground. She's trying to like fuck up her head because she doesn't think she can win in a fist to claw combat. Mm-hmm. If she's applying enough pressure, maybe she can, you know, again, freeze her head and then maybe hopefully shatter it, render her unconscious, I take think, her out. I think Snegarach gets her pinned like this and then she thinks back to. Her, uh, oh my God! Her first, m- maybe love. She wasn't quite sure, and she encases Penelope in ice, just like the Minnesota Iceman. I feel that works out. And then Penelope is just a cube, and then Snegorachka sits down, and she's like, "What could have been? What could still be?" <laughs> she touches the ice cube, <laughs> and she's just like. No, I can't. <laughs> yeah. You're not a human either. Yeah. I need to find a human. Uh, All right. So Snegorachka moves on. Yeah, she does. Well, what do we got next? We uh, are closing out the fear division, uh, this, at least this stage of the bracket. Um, we got Lamia, the uh, princess who fell in love with Zeus and was punished by Hera to lose her children. Um, never fall asleep and become a snake monster versus a tripodero, which is a bird that spits clay pellets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So just for, you know, kicks and giggles, where is this battle happening? This battle is happening at Willow's Weep. Great. R- remind a haunted me. house in Indiana. That's right. That's shaped like an upside down cross. We hadn't picked that one yet. That's when we had. No, hadn't... it's been in there, but we've never, we haven't p- pulled it yet. There's right. two that I don't think we've pulled yet. All right. That's exciting. So good we can think about that. So it's a house in the woods that's shaped like a cross. Well, it's not in the woods. Oh, it's, it's, it's a, a neighborhood. A neighborhood. That's, right. <laughs> that's right. Or like a, a street, really. It's not a neighborhood. Got it. All right. So there's that. Just a house. And, uh, there's a trepidero, which is a bird that shoots clay pellets. And has bipedal and it does mode like, of transportation. Correct. Even though it's a tripodero. Yep. That's I didn't make up its name. Nope, we didn't we didn't make it up. Nope. And then Lamia is a bloodthirsty snake person. Correct. Similar to a Gorgon. Very similar. But maybe more insane. Probably. Because she never goes to bed and she just dreams about her dead children mm-hmm. and can take her eyes out. And I guess that gives her relief. That feels like a workaround where like the curse is like you can never go to sleep. But Zeus is like, 
point of order. What if she just takes her eyes out and then like so like they can she can just like not you know, that's like sleeping, right? And it's just like, sure, okay. Fine. I guess that works. Thanks, Zeus. Yeah, cool. So the Tripodero is the bird in the woods. Comes out into the neighborhood, that 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 area, the street, and then Lamia is a snake person. Who sees it? The Tripodero. She, she's in the the willows weep, maybe. Sure, yeah, she's hanging out. She sees this bird in the front of your lawn. Yeah. And she's like, oh fuck no. Like, I'm dealing with this. She has like a picture of her kids. Even though, like in ancient Greece, there was no pictures, she found a way to make this happen. A drawing. She, an artist rendering, right. And then, so she's like, Trepidero, like, is like, is it like it, engaging the house or just walking around? It's just walking around, right. extending its legs up and down and going, caca. I was going to say, it's going to make some absurd noise, <laughs> something stupid. Yeah. And caca's good enough. Coo, coo, coo. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> like, what? Where it's like a Pokemon and it just says its name. Trepidero. <laughs> that makes more sense, <laughs> it really. Does. With it, the it name. Fit, it fit too well. Yeah. Trepidero. Trepidero. And she's like, what? I'm not dealing with this. I'm trying to think of my children right now. I've been mourning them for thousands of years. All right. So she busts through the door and she's like, I've had enough of this crap. And she just goes out. The startled Trepidero shoots a few clay yeah. pellets at her. Probably hits her. Yeah. It doesn't knock her out. Mm-mm. She keeps walking towards it unaffected. She's like slithering because like her lower half is like a snake. Mm-hmm. And he's like, bizarre. Defensively spits more clay balls it's at trying. it. It's bouncing off the scales, maybe pelting her skin, leaving bruises. If she's like a mermaid snake, that's kind of what I'm picturing. And it says Tripodero? Tripodero, <laughs> no. <laughs> and then Lamia gets closer, grabs it by the neck and just like snaps it. Just kills it. I mean, I guess the Trepidero probably would not just like let her come up. It would probably try to run away. Snakes are fast. Mm-hmm. So she slithers after him. They do catch birds. Catches this bird. Mm-hmm. And snaps its neck. Bam! And the Trepidero is dead. And as a snake person, I don't know if Lamia would be able to like eat the bird hole. But that's what snakes do. I don't know. Which is a comeuppance for the Trepidero because that's what he does. He eats things whole. Yep. Sicko. Karma. Bitch. <laughs> and that closes out that stage of the bracket. So we're moving on. We're getting even closer to the final confrontation. What is this? The quarterfinals? Um, I don't know how this works out. Final, semifinal, quarterfinal. Yeah, yeah. I think so. You did. You did a good job. Nailed it. First try. Beautiful. Yep. Didn't try before. St. Nick versus... Kenzie Poltergeist. I feel like with the way we've established this. Correct. This is the only guy that could easily handle the Mackenzie Poltergeist. I agree. He's like, oh, it's just a fucking ghost. Yeah. Okay. Walk in the park for St. Nicholas. I exercised a tree out of demons. Yeah. Yeah. I convinced this demon thing to work for me. I resurrected two kids and then made their killer be my guy. You're a ghost. Ooh. You're a vengeful spirit of a guy that hated Presbyterians? I don't remember. I'm not going to look it up. No, but like this is interesting that the two, like I'm not going to call St. Nicholas a religious zealot, but he is a religious man, and the other man is a religious zealot, so we have these two men of the cloth, per se, 
one like immortal being, one also dead but not gone. Yeah. So I think St. Nick just has the skills and the spells available to just like cleanse the area of this guy's fucking spirit. I think so too. I think we haven't even drawn a location. So we should figure it out where this just in case. Yeah. It's in Hobbitsville, so so great. So this a man's yard. There's a peacock watching every time. <laughs> but other than that, I think it what we said stands. Yeah, like and Saint Nick would know even just exer exercising techniques. He'd just know it. So it's like nah nah. It's like abracadabra, get out of here. Mm-hmm. Whoosh. Go on, get. Cleanses the area. Since that battle began with the Mackenzie Poulter guy's skull, like haunting a lake, you can just say the skull carries forward. He sees the skull. He knows he's getting attacked. He's getting cut. And he's like, no, no, no. He perhaps sends out, he's like, Krampus, go find that skull. It's here somewhere. I know. I can feel it. Krampus is like, okay. Magoyan monster, help Krampus. Yeah, he's like, all right, deal. Yeah, Krampus. Yeah. The man in Angle, you take the skies. It's a problem. Yeah, I don't think we give him that. But oh, I mean, not for this. We've bat- said in ha- the past he has these things, right? Yeah. He's like, all right, Krampus. What do you do? You like attack kids and like throw them in the river? Just get rid of the skull. Figure it out. Got Figure it. it out. Yeah, I think that that's an easy one. Uh, Saint Nick advances. Saint Nicholas. I just keep writing St. Nick, so I keep so saying St. Yeah, it's, so do I. Nicholas the Wonder Worker was also an, a name that I liked of his. Yep. All, All right. right. Yeah. Down to the first battle of the Fear Division. Oh, boy. Oh, no. We got the Bubak. Yep. Versus Count St. Germain. Okay. Uh, well, we still got a couple in here. There I we thought go. we might have to reshuffle yeah. the locations, but we have a blank sheet of paper that I put in there. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> that's a choose your own adventure. Bodie. All right, so ghost the ghost town. town. All right, Bodie. Ghost town. Yep. Bubak. Yeah. Scarecrow. Yeah. St. Germain the Tourist? He's just traveling the world as he's known to do. <laughs> Does he still have his flip-flops and his Hawaiian shirt? I think so. I think so, too. Yeah, maybe he's wearing a cowboy hat now, too, just because, you know, when in Rome. Right, when in Rome. Wear a cowboy hat. Absolutely. Yeehaw. Yeah. That's what he says as he walks in the boat. Yeehaw! No one's around. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> this place. He's like, I lasted longer than this town. I've I've outlived many towns, many people. I'm incredible. He's saying this out loud, and then he hears a baby sobbing. <laughs> it's like, was well, that baby in distress? Yeah. I and mean, I can't. When's the last time I let a baby die? It's been at least four hundred years since I let a baby die. I can't let that. I can't let that happen again. Mm-hmm. Let's go investigate. He's because he's so immortal and has no peers. He just monologues to himself all the time when maybe, he's alone. 
Maybe he's wishing for that third man to be around. He's like, maybe he's seen Stephen a few times and like he hasn't seen Stephen in a long time because he hasn't been afraid. Yeah. He's too, he's very confident. He's sur- he's defeated and just surpassed countries. Yep. Eras. Mm-hmm. We don't even know how long. We don't know. Yeah. We, we just know when he, he was like. He could have been since the beginning of time. Correct. But we know he hit a streak in the late 1600s, I think. Yeah, he, he kind of at least was involved in like culture enough where people took note of him and he was documented and he's yeah he was established as being a guy then. But, I mean, he didn't exist before that and he kind of faded away after. So he mm-hmm. he could have been around. He could have. Again, civilizations rise and fall. He's seen it. He could have seen the all those things. But right now, he hears a baby crying. And again, he's not going to let that baby die. No, he'll find it. Because mm-hmm. I'll save you, baby. I got you. Let's go for it. Let's look around. What's that over there? What would draw him out? Would he see? Uh, I mean, I I'd assume that the the boobak would jump him first. Keep luring him to a place sure. where it has the advantage. So that's mi- what it does. It's a mining. That's why town. it sobs. Would he uh, lure him or down? Makes those children child noises into one of the mines. Ooh, the one of the mines? mines could work, or near the mine where he could close enough to try slip and, and fall and injure himself, and then he pounces, or he pounces and. Pushes him to injure himself. So one or the other, maybe. I don't know. You tell me. Yeah, I think he gets lured to the cave entrance. Then, like, then because he's not an idiot and he has lived a supernatural life, he hears the cry and he's like, "Is there really a baby in this cave?" He has a moment of hesitation, but it keeps crying. He's like, oh, "There might be an actual baby in this cave." So let's go. All right. Ah, <sighs> you know, he adjusts his Hawaiian shirt, fixes his cowboy hat. Mm-hmm. Maybe crawls by like some wood that's blocking off the entrance, but very poorly. Or if it's a closed off mine, there's a door. He opens it. Pick your poison. He enters the mine. So he's kind of exploring. He pulls out his cell phone, turns on his flashlight. It's the modern era. He's looking around and he's scanning. And he thinks he sees like four eyes like in the distance. Mm-hmm. So that's weird. And like he kind of zooms in again. Is it what? Is there? He's thinking maybe he sees like a couple of animals there. Mm-hmm. Maybe some metal shimmering. And then like he feels like these fuck maybe five just knives going to like his back. Mm-hmm. And he screams. And then does the boobak laugh? I figured he'd laugh at this moment, but maybe he's all business. I think it's all business. Because he wants to make his jacket incredible. And he smelled this man's skin or detected it, whatever is, however he registers human skin. The magic that he can sow from this soul. He's like, this this guy's got some skin I have not seen before. I like it. Mm -hmm. I want it. Count St. Germain is in it. Trying to just smooth talk himself out of this, like. Hey! I don't know who you are. Like, let me go, and I'll. I don't know. Well, he's like, I have my hands in all these companies. I developed a computer program that is sad all the time. I can make all your dreams come true. 
Just, we can figure this, whatever you need. You like skin? I can get you skin. I got connections. I'm in the elite. They're all fucked up. They can get you skin. Yeah, but you want you, blood, youth blood? We can get you that. I know guys who just bathe in this shit. I got all your youth blood. And he's like, Bubuck's like, I want your skin. Mm-hmm. Give me your skin. I want to be in your skin. Mm-hmm. That's how he talks. Sure. It's and then Count St. Germain's like, well, I would rather you not be in my skin. And I just think he's lived a long and full life. I can't see how Count St. Germain gets away from a boobock in this situation. I don't either. Uh, again, since we don't go into the, him being a vampire at all. Yeah, if that was the case, I don't think the boobock would. And maybe I place too much value on being a vampire. But I think it takes a lot to actually take out a vampire. Like, I don't think a boobah could kill a vampire. I think one like Count St. Germain might give him a... Did you say the boobah could not take out a vampire? Yeah. Oh, I, I think the boobah could maybe give a vampire run for yeah. his money. But one not as but, advanced as Count St. Germain. maybe not one as advanced as Count St. Germain would be. He borderlines in, like, Dracula territory. He does. Um, But since we don't go into that too much no we haven't given him that strength i don't think that is a thing so i think him being just a eternal wanderer basically yeah like a, a muse maybe even or could be yeah um, like the the highlander movies he's an immortal yeah but you can still cut off his head and he dies just like anything else mm-hmm. you can still skin him and make him into a jacket i think that's what the booback does i think so too the last thing Count St. Germain says is, Lambda, I'm sorry. We could have been friends. I thought we were friends. He's dead. He's gone. The Bubak. Advances to the semifinals. All right. And now we have basically Russian... Winter. Oh man, I didn't even realize that. Oh yeah, winter. Yeah, Russian winter celebrations, civil war. Hello, granddaughter. Grandpa? Happening on the ghost ship. Great. Dr- this, I, mean, I picture it raining too. Just, it's real dreary. I think it's real foggy because that's what. Yeah, that makes the sense. The ghost ship of uh, Casco Bay always that makes sense. Appeared during the foggy times, in and out. Granddaughter, have you yet fallen in love? came close one time but it was a dead frozen sasquatch (laughs) (laughs) interesting (laughs) and then I met a kindred spirit who I almost considered a friend (laughs) she was a monster driven mad by the woods and nuclear waste then I froze her and grandpa's like okay (laughs) okay didn't expect this to you hadn't called me in a while. I didn't expect this conversation to uh to play out this way. Um Okay. I fancy seeing you in this ghost ship. Yeah, why are we here? Doesn't matter. Um But I th- I think we got a problem. Yeah. Um Only one of us is getting off this ship. But grandfather, why? You were given life from nothing, and it appears you have wasted it. Okay. 
you have not fulfilled the potential given to you by the magic of winter that caused you to be created and born? Well, how would I have another chance? You're out of chances. You almost fell in love with a Sasquatch, idiot. <laughs> uh huh. I think it's time to, as much as it pains me, people don't believe as much as they used to. I need to consolidate their attention. It's her granddaughter. We've had a good run, but it's time to go. This is a metaphor for the older generation not wanting to give up power to the new generation. That is this battle. Stangarachka's young, she's hip, she's an ice maiden. Perhaps she's the future of winter festivities. There's a rivalry here. They're related. This is why they're fighting. Yeah, well, I see it as more of like a Game of Thrones type thing. Dead Morose sees what his daughter's become. Yeah. It's not good for the family. Yeah. He prepares himself. Okay. Keep yeah yeah. Draws her in. Yeah. Gets her on this ghost ship. Yeah. And just springs a trap. Yeah. So he basically just literally he literally ices her. Yeah. Grandfather no and he just like freezes her completely. Mm-hmm. And like gives her an elbow and just she explodes. Or what does he do with her? Does he... He freezes her like she froze Penelope and like the man she almost fell in love with who was not a man Uh but a a creature. And so she's like... She becomes a block of ice. Correct. She's like carbonated. Mm -hmm. And then he's like... Removes her from the pantheon of holiday tradition. It's like... Brought you into this world. I can take you out. And he does. Mm-hmm. Perhaps in the in this battle, she has some nice one-liners. She puts up a good fight against him if she kind of tries to not get totally surprised by the trap. But in the end, Dead Morose joins her man. Yeah, Snuggerashka. The Minnesota Iceman. Yeah. Frozen. Penelope, frozen. She joins her people. The Frozen. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think that bracket shaped up how it was going to. I guess so. I didn't realize uh, yeah, well, it was going to be yeah, fucking we don't need to Christmas think. time. I mean, that's <laughs> just Christmas. Too much power at the solstice. The and winter division. Yule. Yeah, the winter division. And the, the fear division um, goes down to um, the hell dogs. Versus seem, Lamia. Which seem to be punching above their weight class because they're hell dogs. Yep. And then Lamia... Is about to punch down on something, I think. Yeah, I fucking hope so because she's a supernatural snake monster, man, woman, creature, being. All the locations are being re added in the mix here. All right. Starting fresh. I feel like somebody's going to get a third man right now. I feel it. Well, you called it. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Third man. All right, so who gets the third man? Because the third man is being contracted in some wicked battles, and Steven is not pleased with these things. Odds, hell dogs. Evens, Lamia. Lamia gets the encouragement of the third man. 
he springs on the scene. Where are they fighting at? We gotta do that too. Oh yep. The woods. Great. <laughs> he springs on the scene. Uh-huh. He just sees a snake woman slithering around. He's like, I guess I'm here with you. <laughs> God damn it. Then there's like some barking. Naomi looks around. She feels the third man's presence because she's scared by this mysterious barking. Uh-huh. So she kind of gets amped up. Yeah, bolstered. Yeah, it's okay. All right, I'm ready. Uh-huh. The hell logs come in. Let's just say there's three. It's a pack. It's dependable. Sure. They come at her. Can Lamia battle incorporeal forces? Yes. Because she is a demigod? Basically, well, she's twisted. I mean, she... She She seems like a demigod. She had relations with a god. Um, So she's been... She's, again, she's... And gave birth to... No, she can't. No, she, yeah, she basically becomes a twisted monster. Yeah. But let's let's refresh my memory because I feel check, like check out where she lies in the pantheon. Yes, that is valid. She was also regarded as a type of night haunting spirit. Okay. Demon. So So given that, I feel she has the power to punch She's going to see these she, spirit dogs. Then. She sees them and she can punch through the veil. She's connected to that world. Is that fair to say? I think so. Okay, I think so too. So with that being said, She's a sentient woman, driven mad, but not totally mad. She has an agenda, and it's killing and punishing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, her name would even be associated with like races of like snake creatures. So, like, I mean, she's she's got some oomph behind her, you know. Um, I'm just looking for other things that she can perhaps utilize beyond the fact that she's a snake fighting thing. Claws, sure. Right? Demon. Claws. Duh. The dogs come at her. The third man's like, I guess you, you got, got... You got this. Yeah, go for it. You're good. Like, you definitely got yeah, this. I, come on. We're... I've seen your work. Yeah. I know what you can do. Mm-hmm. He's got, like, a pamphlet. Like, like when he shows up on the job, he's like, all right, what... Okay, whoa, okay. This, Encouragement. This, Encourage this. this. Don't do this. Okay, all right. Okay. Don't mention this at all. Yeah, I'm not talking about children. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. He's like, in this universe, she doesn't know how her kids died. He's just like, dogs kill your kids. What? They come at her. She's punching uppercuts. She grabs one of the dogs and just like rips it in half. Mm -hmm. I just like these monsters to rip things in half. I noticed that. It's cool to me. And then, so there's two dogs left and she's punching them. They're trying to bite and slash. And she is, you know, just relentless. Yeah. The dogs are done. They had a good long run. Longer than they deserved because their story was just like a basic cool little haunting story. Mm-hmm. And they managed to destroy the grafted monster because, I mean. That was, the, that was an upset. It's a forfeit. It's like in wrestling. Like it's a count out. Mm-hmm. They didn't kill him, but that guy lost. So they move on. Yep. And then they encountered. A supernatural snake woman <laughs> yeah. who was scorned by the gods. Yep. <laughs> it's like, okay. In the weird division, the winter division. The winter division. It has comes gotten weird. Down. Or the weird division has gotten wintry. It's gotten down to this. Okay. They got different powers. They do have different powers, which is relevant. 
Very relevant. Let's find out where they're at. Yes. The bloop. They're on the fucking beach. They're on the beach. And they hear a noise. Last time we were at the bloop, we didn't even acknowledge the bloop was heard because there's too many things going on. Well, it got picked up right after one pervy encounter yeah, to and another. This, the bloop was just, yeah. Just the bloop was continue. like, nah, don't care about that. Bloop. All right. So we're on the beach. We're creatures. Men of the Two winter. men. Two dressed. men. Very inappropriately for a day at the beach. I imagine they just both appear, like teleport to the beach, and they look at each other like, a little overdressed. <laughs> it's hot. Little Ball bonding move. moment. Yeah. Where St. Nick's like, you. Then Rose is like, you, in a Russian accent. And they're like, interesting. What are we doing here? And then Rose already took out his granddaughter. So he's like, there's no Christmas bond or any holiday cheer. No Yuletide celebration. None of that. Yeah. No, he's uh, on the warpath. Correct. St. Nicholas has been gathering things, but not maybe. He's been gathering things. He's not trusting them, maybe. No, they're not trusting. It's it's an arrangement. If you betray me, you're done. Yeah. Because I got you. Got the iron chains. We know that can. He did put down a poltergeist, but that seems like a walk in the park for a saint of his caliber. Right. Like, what saint can't take out a bad ghost? Not. You know what I mean? Like, they all can. Obviously. I can't imagine there being like you know, uh, name a saint. Saint Patrick. Yeah, Patrick. Good. And it's like there's a ghost here. He's like, okay. There's snakes here. Okay. Chase him out of this yeah. goddamn place. They gotta get the <laughs> fuck out of here. It's a ghost too. Yeah, he's like a spiritual snake, yeah. like the devil himself. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. Doot, doot, doot. Gone. Was that a flute? That was whatever St. Patrick says. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, but back to St. Nicholas and Dead Morose. Correct. Yeah. Very different powers. We got one that we've. Is manipulating ice and yeah, he's Sub Zero from Mortal Kombat. Yeah, that's what I like to say. And the other one is charismatic and dominating. Dominating. He's compassionate. He's forgiving. He's like what you want. At least the stories that we've talked about. I don't know his whole life. Kind of what you would want a Christian bishop to be, because he was also. Um, like, he was born into wealth, and then when he came of age and got his money, he, like, gave it all away because that's what you're supposed to do, to help people and stuff. So he, you know, went in. That is he, what the Bible says. He forced him. It is what it says. I mean, that's kind of the, right? Yeah. Okay. So he does that. Mm-hmm. Back in the day when you, you know, do, you know, practice what you preach. Mm-hmm. Again, there's a reason why Saint Nick is, I guess, <laughs> Saint Nick. Fuck. So he does that. And then he would go on to hunt demons. Control demons, bind them. So he knows his way around, like, the darkness. But what he's fighting is not necessarily the darkness. No. It's it's his not an opposite, just a adjacent. Counterpart? Yeah, I'd say counterpart. Adjacent. Yeah. yeah, adjacent, yeah. But this guy, just going off of the powers that we've had him yeah. doing, can mean... Can manip- uh, manipulate the ice, the water, 
Yeah, so I mean, Cast right away. Frost spells. Yeah, right ice away. Spells. Yeah, right away. I figure he like freezes like the ocean close to the beach. I don't know if he does because he could throw liquid fuck. is easier to manipulate. Oh, so he's just kind of form like into a solid, moving it. Yeah, Adam channeling if it. You, if you're cool with me saying that, I am very because cool. we thought we were making slides last time. Yeah, he's got slides. I mean, he slid a worm into an alien dimension. Right. Yeah. So he can he can make the water do things. Yep. Because I mean, who's like when you're manipulating water? Just a thing you can say like anywhere. Everybody, yeah, I've experienced that. I mean, he's a that. fucking wizard. Yeah, he can do that. You know, change its density and control it and morph it. So he's is he throwing just like waves of like water and ice at Nick? I imagine it being like the waves are crashing and then he gives them oomph and they shoot like shards of ice at him. And say Nick kind of like he's got his bishop cape and like blocks some of it, cuts yeah. through a little bit. Maybe it uses some sort of a holy spell to block it. Yeah. But no. But he he doesn't seem to have a lot of offense to me in this situation. Um yeah, he'll have his bishop staff. Um It's good for clubbing. It's good for clubbing. His advantage his advantage would be if he's since he utilizes them. I th- I think he has defensive spells. Yeah, I think so. From protecting himself from demons and stuff. Right. But I don't think he's encountered something like this. He hasn't. So then the question would be, because he binds demons, does he unleash his war party on Dead Morose? Is that possible? I don't think so. I mean... Because I think it brings in too much other stuff, and I don't think he trusts them yet. Any of the characters that we've given him, at least at this point. No. Maybe Krampus. They have a bond. But do they? You can't really have a... a Does Krampus see a chance to flip immediately when he comes out? The the turns. He's like, ah! Yeah. He's like, oh, there's this guy. He seems more fun than you. Like, you keep me in prison like sleigh bells. Mm -hmm. This guy's a wizard. I'll take my chances with this guy. Yeah. At least maybe he might just fucking explode my head and be done with me. Yeah, and my suffering, yeah. my my eternal imprisonment. So my I think inter- my eternal servitude to you. I think Saint Nicholas balks at summoning these things. With that considered, yeah, he's like, I ain't doing that. These things have a purpose. I'm better than that. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking up more things that he may be a saint of to see if that helps him at all, because I listed all the things that he was a saint of a couple episodes ago. I mean, he's a saint of sailors, but that's not going to, I mean, this is, that's not helping. It's just water there. It's not necessarily sailors. And like, just like, he's not like an admiral. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the saint of sailors. Here comes my fleet. Mm-hmm. My, demon, my demonic fleet coming from the ocean. That'd um, be cool. I mean, the stories I want to tell about St. Nicholas are fucking incredible because, I mean, he can... All these things can like fit with what he does. It might be an overstatement of his powers, but they're cool to talk about. All right. Life and Legends. Let's see. Cool stuff. Doing stuff. Helping out the poor as you should. Um, again, 
he helped out those girls, obviously, paid mm-hmm. their dowry, so they, you know, that wasn't, they didn't get sold into slavery. Mm-hmm. Um, as powerful as St. Nicholas is in the grand scheme of things, when it comes to this battle, he's not faring too good against an ice wizard. No, and that's what I think is the problem here. I think he is po- powerful, but he's met his match. He defends the weak against demons, defends the poor against demons in a different sense. Yeah. Uh, but he doesn't ha- – he's never encountered a guy that kind of embodies the same things to a degree. It's similar, gift-giving, respecting, but you more know, helping of- kids. offensive. Right. Uh, and if you go by the way he took out Snegorochka, more uh, nefarious. Could be. I mean, he's had a dark past. The old legends about how he was like a bad guy then became a force of good. So he's had his redemption arc, but he can still pull from that darkness perhaps when he needs to. I think it's a battle that happens, and St. Nick endures and endures, but gets... Worn down by ice spike after yeah. shoot of ice shooting him off everywhere in a blast of cold air or whatever. Yeah. And he blocks half of them, takes some from the other direction. But I think Dead Morose is pulling out of this. Yeah, if if Saint Nick can't be like to all his demons who he's employed, this guy, I send you after like naughty kids. This guy's the naughtiest kid I've ever seen. Yeah. Go to town. So if he can't do that, then Morose is going to be the ice wizard that takes him out. Nick's, Nick's on his knees. He's covered in blood and ice. Again, I will say that yes. St. Nick doesn't trust his demons to not turn to this guy. Yeah. And because I don't think we could give him all those other monsters and not just expect him to walk through here and win. In my heart. He has some of these powers. But, like you said, the trust is an issue. That's my canon version of... Yeah, I like it. Yeah. He can't... It, 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 he trusts them to a point to punish naughty children and come home. But when they're faced with maybe aligning with an ice wizard who is like him, but like not... Mm-hmm. In fighting to the death for him. Right. He's like, so like if we beat this guy... This is the one guy we've seen who might be able to take out Nicholas, our employer slash prison warden. Yeah. Slave master or whatever you want to call him. So then it's the demon prison break. Uh-huh. The tides would have turned at this point. And then it's Den Morose with his own legion of demons fighting for their freedom as opposed to on command. Yeah. And St. Nick is knocked around. Dead Morose, St. Nick holds it's back true. out of uh, yeah, it's true. protecting the human world. It's tough. I Sacrifices feel that. himself. I mean, it's what the, uh, the Messiah had done. Sacrificed himself for the world. St. Nick is just, he, he's done. He, he accepts his fate. Yeah. 
That's tough and dramatic. It was tough and dramatic. And I think we're going to have another tough and dramatic one here. Oh, yeah. It's a different thing. We, we've it's very different. The War of Winter has concluded. But now we have something else because now we get into, like, just monsters and creatures down in the Fear Division. Yeah. Where we have the Bubak. The semifinals. Versus the Lamia. Which? It's time. Yeah, that's tough. The Boo has been doing great, and Lamia is just like, fuck you. Yeah. Well, let's find out where they're fighting at. Yes. I do love the idea of a St. Nick Demon insurrection. I just want to point that out. It's a huge fan. Skinwalker Ranch. Wow. Weird. Might be portals. Weird. Appropriate, maybe. Weird portals. I mean, if this battle is happening anywhere, at some point do we say... Like maybe like Steven was here. I want our bystander to just be here. I'm still in Skinwalker Ranch. I'm investigating portals. And then he sees this thing come out of the darkness. Yeah. Well, that's a half skeleton man wearing a skin coat and a chariot being pulled by two cats. Oh, look, there's a snake woman. Takes notes. Okay. Yeah, she's putting her eyes back in her head. Wow. Hmm. She's kind of attractive. I'm attracted to the snake woman? Weird. Weird. I'm still taking notes about this. This is for like an important log. This is a Google document I share with all my people. I shouldn't be sharing this email. Um, takes a picture. But look at her. Because <laughs> I was reading that she's like a seductress, so like he's feeling like that energy. Oh, okay. Just a I don't think the boobak is gonna be seduced. He's not seduced by anything. He's seduced by like it's a human. But like, I need, have fix, some, need to fix my cloak. Gonna have some scales. Need to sew up my shit. Maybe some elbow Collect pads. Some soles. Yeah, maybe maybe I want the inside to like shimmer with like snake scales. That'd be cool. That would be cool. She used to nice, be human. I got this nice fur collar now. Oh my God, keep me warm. I'm not gonna lie, the boo is the coolest guy. He's pretty cool. But what the fuck happens here? Um. Lamia, Lamia has been twisted by like ancient Greek powers, so that's something that's nothing to fuck with. But the Bubak, oh, f- I mean, if the Bubak impersonates the son of a crying child, I just I don't I think Lamia is gonna like pull out her eyes and just like smash them. <laughs> and so she's just, and then her eyes like ooze through her fingers, and it's just all out war mania. I mean, that's what he does, though. It is what he does. But I'm not saying that's going to lead to like her defeat. If no. That enrages her even more because she's just like it's it's not just like a vengeance thing now. It's like even more like might play with her head, though. Guttural. It does. Yeah. There's an emotional thing going here. The Bubak might not even know that's what's happening because he just does what he does. Yeah. But I do think Lamia is going to take care of these cats. Oh, yeah. The cats are toast. So like she rolls up and they're tied to the chariot and she's like, what the fuck are these? Stupid. That's what they are. And she just (laughs) (laughs) mauls them. Stupid and dead. They just go. The boobuck is like. And as soon as that happens, though, she hears a baby cry from the the distance. Uh, Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So she she hears the baby sobbing. Okay. 
or crying. Yeah. What does she do? She, like her backstory, it's like all about the kids. Does does this pull? We've had a lot of talk about like the remnants of people's humanities who've become monsters. Does it tug on whatever heartstrings are still attached? So for a moment, she like has a flashback of like her own children, and is suckered into like at least going in that direction. I think so. I would think so. Especially like all the weirdness of especially because ranch. it's like what's what tormented her so absolutely. It's her origin story. Yeah. Twisted by grief and despair. And then, See, I think. She, yeah. She has to go that way. I agree. Just to see. Even if she's just curious. Yeah, she goes over there. She takes a gander. And she's not really seeing these children that she hears crying. But I assume she sees whatever this supernatural entity is that is T-posing in the field. And pretending to cry like a baby. I'm just checking out some things on Lamia. It also says she was a daughter of Poseidon. So that's a problem. That's a demigod. I told you she was a demigod. But like it also says she was a human woman who trans- was transformed into a monster by Zeus. But still, same god powers. You know, different, you know, A story, B story. Well, maybe Poseidon got banged by Zeus when they were in different animal forms. And then after they're done, like, banging each other, like, you, you, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell our wives. Don't tell our wives that we didn't know we were were sexually assaulting each other. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's what the Greek gods did. Right? Like, ah, we, and then they just, they're like, this was going to happen eventually. We should... (laughs) Why were you being a girl? Why were you being a girl? Like, why were we... T- and then, like, but you stuck that in me, and I stuck that in you. Like, who were... What weird... Weird. Interesting. Well, she's yours. She's yours! Ah, uh, she's ours. Pull her eyes out. Yeah, just... <laughs> fuck her up. Yeah. It's that. But, uh, I mean, again, two origin stories, but she seems to be a human who became a monster. Um, a lot of sea stuff. She never really battled toward, around the sea a lot, so that didn't really come into play. Um, so she's being distracted by the boobak. She's powerful. She walks over to find him. I feel like she sees through the guys, though, immediately. She knows. She walks over there first, and then she, it's, she snaps into focus. Yeah. Well, there's no like, baby, and then she's like, well, what the fuck is that? Right. And then he's like, what the fuck is that? And he's like, uh-oh. uh and then I don't know what happens. He he loses his surprise. He's got he's got to try to do what he does best, which is skin and attack. Yeah. So they he lunges at her. Yeah. She ca- ro- counters or lunges forward. back, and so, just turns into a brawl. And they're rolling around snake tails. They're both snake. One's a bone snake, and the oh. other's a snake snake damn, torso. Damn bone snakes! Jumping around. Slicing at her. She's being cut up. Yeah, it's a mess. It's not good. His top hat flies off. Yeah, he's upset about that. And he's like, ah, I like that hat. His fur is getting stained with his own, like, bone blood. He doesn't have blood. I think that is where the advantage to him comes in. Is he's just a skeleton. Or like a, a corpse. Like, yeah. 
He doesn't have no. vital organs or anything. No. And she's... But can she pull him apart? Is that possible? I mean, she's she's got strength behind her. But so does he. That's true. So he can't like, just fall apart. No, no, no. But like, I don't know. Just thinking... But like... Like, demigod strength. That's something, like... Because as far as, like, their physical battling, well, I'd say they're pretty matched, and that does come into play, that he is, like, a haunted skeleton. Not quite a ghost. I mean, he's a... You know what I mean? Is he a ghost? Well, yeah, but just because he is, she has a pantheon behind her... Yeah, it doesn't necessarily Does mean that it. necessarily mean she's stronger than him? It doesn't necessarily mean that, no. Oof. I would feel like his... His um his endurance needs like another like it's he's okay so she's coming at him they're coming at each other mm-hmm. he doesn't necessarily he she isn't necessarily stronger than him by default but what for sure makes him stronger than her you know what I mean I'm not saying she's default Greek more powerful but what would set him a cut above the fact that he does have no like no flesh vital, and bones no vitals I think. She can bleed. She can bleed. He can't. That's true. That's where I see the discrepancy. That's true. I'm thinking because she is in between the worlds because she's also a, has been called a demon. There's that. This guy's definitely a demon. Yeah. Well, there's no question. He's he's not <laughs> he's not a ghost. He's not. He sews souls, cloth of souls. Yeah. They're both demons. Yeah. So demon battle. Yeah. All right, so then there's that. Hmm. It's tough. It's really tough. Because in my head, I keep giving one an advantage over the other. Like, I do, both. And then it's like, well, this and that. Well, um, so that's my issue is I'm stuck on the Bubak doesn't have vitals to lose from. Right. That seems a huge advantage to me. Is there no lore about what would defeat a Bubak? Like nothing that's like this might kill him. Like if you if you whip vinegar in his face. If you throw a fucking handkerchief on the ground, does he have to pull apart every single thread? Right, what if she slithers backwards and jumps five times? Does that make his head explode? What kind of bullshit are we working with. Let's find out. Alright. This says he's a counter he's uh, basically the French version of Krampus as well. I had just read a thing where I didn't read that part, but I read a part about how he is responsible for punishing naughty and misbehaving children. Yeah, that's that's definitely a thing. So that's an interesting parallel. That That's not saying there's anything going on in the weird division that could mirror any type of thing like that. Um, but that's an interesting situation there. Um, I'm trying to look for a specific... I mean, I came across one thing that could just be a random... Again, like... They're demons, so you'd imagine, you know... Um, silver, fire, salt. But neither one's going to wield these against each other. Absolutely not, because you're not going to keep your own poison on you. No. So... Does this one come down to a coin flip? Uh, you know what sucks? 
Oh, it doesn't suck. That's not true. Because I wasn't... I kept just thinking, if Lamia's able to, like, bash the Bubak apart, then he's apart and he dies. But if she can't do that, like you said, he's just... Like, you know what I mean? He's just bones, and, like, but she can get I think he's a, he's a demon. Though. They're all demons. He so like, just looks like... Yeah, so there's, they're, there's, they're essences. They're beings. Yeah. And that's why, like, she's flesh and blood, but I think... But even that's just like, it's just like a vessel. Like yeah. the energy behind them is not like. That's why. That's what I was hung up on. Like the energy behind them isn't like, you know, if you shoot her in the heart, with just like or stab her, I don't know if that's going to do it. No, not without something special. Like, like he can't sp- claw her like no. in the heart or. Or anything. if he's got like a silver knife, that would do it. But he doesn't have that. That's why I think this one just becomes a tumult until. It's done. Like, it's just a... What's the word I want to say? Slobber knocker? <laughs> <laughs> the long thought about a slobber knocker. You're not wrong, though. Like, I think they yeah, just... You're not wrong. I think they just beat the shit out of each other until one of them done. Yeah. Which is why I think it goes to a coin flip. It's always dangerous. It is dangerous, but like I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to start picking favorites because I might be leaning towards somebody, but I don't want that to. Because they're both demons, though. Like I was back and forth between the bone and the blood, but if they're both just demons that look like things that you might be able to physically hit, but they're not like they're not mortal beings. Yeah, that's why. Without picking a favorite, I think it comes to a coin flip. Are we going to do this coin flip? I think we're going to have to. Coin flip? Or like, I guess there's no way. It would just be more dramatic. What? Just, oh, I don't know. Like, what's what's the uh, what dice? What's the kind of dice you're doing? I'm just rolling a d4, and it's going to be odds or evens. All right. So Bubak will be odds. This battle is going on. Slicing bone. The Lamy will be evens. Biting demon flesh. It isn't really flesh. It's just a thing that and, a vessel. I mean, they're going at it. It's just one of them's gonna eventually get the advantage. And we're for sure rolling the dice. And you don't have to tell me. But do you, do you have a preference? I do have a preference, and I haven't looked at it yet. What is it? I mean, you could tell me that what you choose. I want the boobock to win. I also want the boobock to win. Lamia wins. Ah! Yeah. I was on Team Lamia for a while, and then the Bubak was very much winning me over. Yeah. The Bubak. Uh, Lamia finally gets a solid grip on that spinal column right below the rib cage and just rips. Ugh. And from there, that hurts. It does hurt. That was that's a, that's a real emotion. Yeah. And the boobach cries like a baby one last time, oh. and then just falls apart. And you see souls fly out of its jacket and from its body. They're free. Lamia has freed the souls of all the dead individuals and children he's killed. So in a way, 
that's justice that Lamia didn't know she was doing because they didn't have a conversation. She didn't know what he was about, and he didn't know what she was about. But the idea that in a different world, St. Nick could have been like, Bubak, don't like what you do, but I got a purpose for you. Yeah. Is also intriguing, considering how this is going to... I think this is the biggest upset in any of the past years. It's impressive. Yeah. Because, all right, we're going to the final round. Dead Moreau's versus Lamia. I'm glad I didn't place money on, like, a bracket that we're doing. Yeah. Because <laughs> if I got to thinking about it, you know what I mean? But Right. <laughs> so. All right. So we're about to get into the finals. How do you feel so far? That was a doozy. We just endured. It was a doozy. A doozy. That affected me. Yeah. That one could have gone either way. I mean, they're I had both. hoped. Yeah, you had hoped. It went the other way. But I, I just couldn't honestly say, like, the Bubak just wins. No, and I couldn't say that Lamia, you know, loses. Like, they're both powerful. Mm-hmm. That's why I think it. Yeah. I think that was fair. I do. I do. I agree. That might upset some people. Again. It upset me. <laughs> I mean, it hurt. I, 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 I wanted the Bubak to win. I mean, Dead Morose, Father Christmas, or not, Father Winter. Yeah. Versus a version of a Krampus-like being is like St. Nick versus Krampus, but like not. Right. But Lamia is like, you know what? I also like punishing like children. I just kill them. I also kill men. Yeah. I like. I'm insane. Want, I can't sleep. If you want something naughty, yeah. Dead Morose, I don't know if you able to. Uh, you may be able to see who's been naughty or nice. I see everything also because I never go to bed. And the world is always in front of me. I can throw my eyes or I can juggle them if I want. Well, Dead Moreau's and Lamia are doing battle at the door to hell. This is a very appropriate final battle scene. The desert is raging with flames. Dead Moreau's has ice powers next to a giant cauldron of fire. Maybe uh, puts him at a bit, bit of a disadvantage. It could he can still use them, but they're not going like, to stick around for a long time. Yeah. He can't manipulate the water like he was doing no. on the beach. Nope. There's no water. Zero water. And Lamia is a snake woman demon. Mm-hmm. So Dead Moros is like, he like cracks his neck. He cracks his knuckles and like ice shards fall off. He's still wearing his like entire getup. Oh, yeah, he does. Winter getup, except for he's got, like, real short shorts on. I like it. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His jacket brushes beside his nice, usually, like, a blue and white coat. Yeah. Ice colors, again. But he just got, like, some Hawaiian shorts on. Does he still have, like, his snowy boots? No. <laughs> he's got, got normal. Those. Does he have Does he have flip-flops? Yeah, <laughs> flip-flops on. <laughs> and a winter jacket and his, snow, his giant snow hat and a staff? Yep. Okay. His ice like trickling down. The ice like cracks on his knuckles, and then like when it cracks, it like melts mm-hmm. because it's hot. And Lamia is just a hell beast and doesn't give a shit. 
Yeah, embraces the warm weather. And Denmaros is like, yeah, exactly. She's just like soaking it in. Denmaros is like, children need to be punished, but not what you do. Oh, they'll be punished. <laughs> she cackles. My children have died. Now all children must die. And he's like, that's a bridge too far. Because then, like, there's no people. They're all naughty. He's like, okay, this is strange. I kind of just wanted to go about my business and deliver presents. And I ended up, you know, battling my Western Europe counterpart and freezing my granddaughter. Um, and now I'm battling you, which could be a nice representation of, like, Satan, snake monster, woman, demon, creature. Yeah. Probably. And, uh, I am in the same pantheon of, you know, Christmas heroes. Again, not so much Christmas because I am a creation of the Soviet Union. So more of a New Year celebration with many of the same traditions. like Our peasants. winter celebration. Correct. You can't celebrate Christmas, but do all the same things on New Year's. And that is not a religious holiday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. So Lanny is going to slither towards him. Yep. He's going to freeze up his, uh, his staff, maybe to give it ice power. Mm-hmm. Makes it stronger. It doesn't last very long, though, because, again, it's hot. Lamia jumps at him. He knocks her away. That's fine. She doesn't really give a shit. She comes back. He hits her again. She comes in, and he's trying to, like, freeze, like, the sand to make her, like, slip. It works to an extent. It's hot, though. So, like... It turns wet real quick. Yeah. Was... So, I mean, maybe he can... Maybe he shoots a bunch of his ice into the sand to make it like wet sand because it's going to melt. And perhaps that makes her inability... um, Get traction. Yeah, greater. So it slows her down. She's very annoyed by this situation. Uh So as she's like trying to move, he's able to move in closer. And then at close distance, he may be able to shoot more ice shards at her to cause more of an impact. So she's getting like... He's like basically... He's, like, machine-gunning her with, like, ice pellets. It's a nice visual. Sure. Hitting her eyes. They start to bleed. She's like, fuck this. Just takes them out and throws them. She doesn't care. She can... Demon, it's fine. Her eyes can still see. They're just away. They're kind of facing at the direction. Mm-hmm. So that's not a problem anymore. Um, he's hitting her, beating her. She lunges. She's overcoming the wetness a little bit. So she's, like, cutting into his cool jacket. It's ripping. Okay. It's tearing. Maybe she gets one of his knees because they're exposed because he's wearing his <laughs> festive short shorts. It's hot. It's very hot. Man, the man's used to winter. He's used to Russian winter. <laughs> yeah. It's like, whoa, this is a lot to deal with. She's hissing and slithering. He, he tries to freeze her. Yeah, he's going to try to freeze her. Can't she resist it? Like, do these battles have like a clock? No. Because he's going to freeze her. That's going to work. But it's going to start to melt. And he's going to start to like... So he buys himself some time. He's like, geez, this thing is tough. Mm-hmm. Block of ice. Just kind of moving inside. So the ice starts to crack as it melts because it's losing its intensity. Right. So then she erupts from the ice and he's like, shit. Freezes her again. Same situation happens. All he's doing is buying himself some time, but he's not killing her. Okay. 
So, so how does he how does he deal like a death blow? Because this isn't like a thing where like she's running away. She's not like tapping out. Oh, she's not going to run away. No, she needs to be killed. So he needs to either do something he seems like he's not prepared to do mm-hmm. or deal with when she gets loose. Yeah. What would he be not prepared to do? Sounds like just straight a murderer. Yeah, he's got to kill her. Yeah. Now, I'm going to introduce the pit of fire, perhaps just to their left, that is raging. It's a thought. Yeah, it's very hot. And like, don't know how far down it goes to the center of the earth, maybe. Yeah. So she unfreezes. He's like, shit. She's racing towards him again. He's backed up, you know, because distance between a snake monster is always good to have. Mm -hmm. So she races towards him again. He freezes the sand. He's trying to make a slide. Whoop! Does he do that? Does he catch her? Does she slither off of it? She's not dumb, but she's insane. Is she so blinded by rage? Again, she's also missing her eyes at this point. Um, that she just barrels towards him, and it's a similar fire situation that we have um, dealt with before. I can see that happening, because if she had cast her eyes about, maybe she doesn't have the right perspective on it. That could be. She gets caught off guard Yeah. by a low angle Yeah. of ice. Yeah. Loses her footing. Yeah. Footing. Uh yeah, footing. Snake body yes, footing. Snake bodying, yeah. And goes down ungracefully. Maybe she doesn't quite fall over the edge, but... She catches herself. Yeah. So there's a little bit of a a thing here where it's like a scar on Mufasa situation. Uh-huh. There's, instead of stampeding wildebeest, it is just a raging inferno gas fire pit. And her claws are in the edge, and she's like hissing up at Dead Morose, and he walks over like a triumphant, or perhaps potentially soon to be a triumphant action hero. Uh-huh. He looks at her. What does he say? Cool it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then he shoves her off with the. F- the, the f- sole of his the, boot. Yeah, no, no, he's got sandals on. <laughs> oh yeah, the sole of his sandal. <laughs> so stupid. Cool it. Oh, <laughs> with his sandal, and he's wearing his long winter coat his and his untrimmed toenails. <laughs> oh man, just boom, and she flies off. Her hands are spiraling as she's reaching for nothing as the fire engulfs her. If I was to. Uh, you know, Shere Khan in the Jungle Book. That's the tiger falls into the burning forest. So does Lamia. Uh-huh. And she burns in the burning pit of hell. And Dead Moreau stands victorious. Spooky time. Battle Royale. Champion of the world. Steve walks out. Hands him the belt. Oh, yeah, Steve! <laughs> yes! Like, you've earned it. He, like, kind of bows a little yeah. bit. Ask him if he, he can be his manager next year. Yeah, hey, so do you need a third man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. And then, like, S- Steve gets a ping on his cell phone. 
Lambda's looking for a friend. He said, get out of here. <laughs> Come on. You're done. Yeah, you're out of here. What are you doing? And then Dead Morose is like, here I am. The champion. The champion. Spooky time battle royal champion of the world. The fourth. Holy hell. Holy hell. I never would have guessed Dead Morose would have came out on top here. No. And I like the conversation that led to this happening because you know how I figured would kind of push it through? Who? St. Nicholas. Yeah. I also thought the Bubak was getting up there for sure. I mean, with every, I perhaps underestimated the strength of the Bubak until we got talking. And then after each round, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, all right. He's intense. And then I do feel the dice roll was fair because I was like 65, 70% on the Bubak side before we looked up the fact that he was basically another version of one of St. Nick's Punishers. Then I fell in love. Then it got like 85. I'm like, all right. Now I just fell in love with him. So I feel like I'd be way too biased. Just be like, Bubak takes her out after we were mulling it over for so long. Yeah, no, I think... I mean, Lamy is pretty powerful, too. That's true. So I think that the 50-50 was fair in my book. Yeah. I wanted the Bubak to win because I do think he's... He's cool as fuck. I need to draw him. Yeah, I really enjoy his backstory and... yeah. I like the, he's 100% a demon. Oh, yeah. You just don't have the origin story. We don't know how he became Bubak. Which is even more terrifying to me, that there's this thing out there that's just hunting people. And he's just so specific of a character. Like, he's Mm -hmm. so unique. But I think he was paired, evenly matched with Lamia. Yeah. And I think St. Nicholas and Dead Moreau's were evenly paired, too. I do. I agree. I think this bracket came out pretty fucking strong. I agree. Stronger than I had imagined. Likewise. I didn't know how it would play out. I don't know if I say I had doubts, but I might have had, like, questions. And then once we got into ripping it apart, it's like, oh, geez. Yeah, 100%. But Dead Moreau's there he is. Spooky Time Battle Roy- Royale Champion number four. Ladies and gentlemen, he joins the ranks of Gabriel, the Cludy, the Archangel, yeah, Cludy, the Cludy, which is a wolf-winged monster that if you cut off its head, it just multiplies. It gets that, more dangerous. That battle ended with the Cludy defeating the Snallygaster in an epic confrontation, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that sounds right. And then... Dangerous poltergeist. Yep. And now Dead Morose. What a collection of characters. Holy hell. Yep. Pretty wild. It is wild. Well, hope everybody enjoyed that battle. Yeah, same. Next week we're coming back to you with some spooky stories, which again will build up the ranks toward next year. We'll see where that plays out. Mm-hmm. So if you got somebody you want to hear yes. in the battle next year. Requests. Give us a request. Please do. We'll take a look at it. Yeah, absolutely. You can email us at the weird and feared podcast at gmail.com. Instagram comment. Just list the character. That's fine. That's enough. Yep. We'll get to, we'll get to it. Mm-hmm. Um, support us on the patreon.com slash weird and feared. Leave us a review. And then just kind of, we're going to sit back and relax and think about what just happened because it's, we need to contemplate this war we've just been through. 
Oh, yeah. But yeah, we'll come back to it with some spooky stories uh, next time. Yeah. So speaking of staying spooky or talking spooky, you know you got to stay spooky. Yeah, and enjoy your Thanksgiving, it looks like. Yeah, is that about it? Well, I'm thankful for monsters and creatures. Same. It's appropriate. All right, stay spooky.